Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 55 of the PA Turn Pod. On today's episode, we'll recap the Phillies' home stretch against the Dodgers and the Brave series as we preview their weekend series against the Mets. Next, uh, we'll preview game six of the Miami Heat versus Celtics game. Celtics are up three games. Do they close it out? Speaking of closing out, last night, the Warriors close out the Mavericks in a gentleman's sweep. Next, we'll do the Stanley Cup playoff update. And maybe I'll name some teams. I'll surprise a few people. Next, we'll hit the four-minute scramble, wins and losses. And I'll name as many hockey teams as I can that are not in the playoffs. But first, let's take a quick pause to hear me and Rob talk about our sponsor over at Anchor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 55 of PA Turnpod, <clears throat> the Ranger Suarez episode, which means we will only last three innings being competent. The Takame Matumbo episode, <laughs> which means we are at the end of our run. And then the Brandon Graham strip sack episode. It's going to be a short, productive episode then. <laughs> Along with Joel. Hi, I'm Rob. How are you doing today, sir? I'm battling a cold, I think sinuses. I don't know. I'm battling that, but you can hear it probably in my voice. But I'm all right. It's my day off, but thunderstorms, of course, on my day off. It's like a never-ending story for me. How about you? I'm okay. Um, I'm a little tired, but uh, I'm cool. I'm off today. Um, when we get done, I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to go buy some toys for the dogs, and then I'm going to get lunch. Um, naturally, though, um, I kind of... I kind of expletive myself here. So, How so? I, I'm off on Monday for Memorial Day. <clears throat> okay. I, like, I convinced one of my part-timers to work it for me. Oh, what a sucker. Uh, we, had, yeah, we had plans to go to New York to watch the Phillies and Mets, and then ticket prices <sighs> kind of rose higher than we expected because they were Yeesh. dirt cheap about a month ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dirt cheap about a month ago, and now they're like 50, 60 bucks for the seats we want. So we're going to chalk that, I guess, and then have to figure out something to do Memorial Day. Come on, buddy. You had a big betting game, betting night last <laughs> night and the day before. So, I mean, I think you can fork it up. Come on now. Yeah, the thing is, uh, last weekend at your your niece's graduation, um, mm-hmm. I bought her some flowers and a teddy bear, and there was no price tags on anything. It's $82 for flowers and a teddy bear. There's like six flowers and then a little teddy bear with a diploma. Not, get? That I have a, not that I have a price. On it. it was at the uh, graduation. Oh, Jesus. I was like, you know, I wanted to get flowers on that the day prior, but we were also not home we were down the shore i was like well i don't want to get flowers on thursday because one they'll die by the time yeah. graduation rolls around so this is perfect they got flowers here they got a barrier um and then uh so yeah mm-hmm. so a couple of parlays have helped out the last few days but that's not sustainable obviously i mean unfortunately i wasn't there i had uh work duties but uh i think in the coming weeks we will link up again at a birthday party not a graduation party but a birthday party uh, for an emoji so it should be fun the emoji day do you know when that is uh the 11th or 12th i, I ask this every time and I, I never remember i know i only know because i requested off and it successfully went through so i'm not requesting off for that and i believe it's my last week at the job so if you're oh, listening yeah. news <laughs> it'll probably be my last week yeah I'm, has, I'm checking out Joel has taken a position as the director of analytics for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs and uh, will be the lead podcaster down there. So 
Well, hopefully my press conference comes out before this episode, so <laughs> so it's not breaking any news. <laughs> it's like uh, Steve Smith Sr. yesterday tweeted out that he's going to be joining the Giants as like a coach or something. And he said, you're not going to hear it from Schefter right before you're only going to hear it from me. So as long as you get the news out before Passon and Rosenthal do, I think you're cool. <laughs> All right. It's going to be hard, though, because Passon never sleeps, so yeah. unless he's getting uh, hacked by an NFT. Unless he's getting hacked by uh, <laughs> Passon F or whatever that guy's name was. That was a wild day because isn't that the day baseball came back? I think so. He was just trying to get through. <laughs> he tweeted. I, I almost have a feeling that he set that up because he said baseball is back, and then so am I. So I'm like, this yeah. feels kind of set up. It's a great line. That was a great, like eight hours of life. I think we did an episode that night too. I think so. I did think. that like did that coincide with the NBA trade deadline? Mm. I, I got to look back at the Instagram. Yeah. Cause that, those felt like they were very close in, um, in proximity to each other. I mean, what? Cause I remember we brought this, we got rid of the silhouettes. I think we, we, uh, yeah, we did get rid of the silhouettes. I think we yeah, did our, the James Harden, like standalone episode. Yeah. So it was after they beat, um, New York in New York. So it was like James Harden's like third game with the Sixers and then baseball came back like the same week. Yeah. So a lot of big stuff happened that week. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was like not too long after the Super Bowl either. So Fun yeah, month. About several weeks, like at least a month. Yeah, yeah it was like month. four days after um, Harden was traded for, I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, because Harden was here oh, wait, never. for a month because he didn't play for like two weeks. And then he came back. Nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless. Uh, we do have uh, not a lot to get to today, but we'll uh, do our best to touch on everything. Um, so the Phillies, obviously, will be our leadoff. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about basketball. Um, yeah, the birds are chirping, all right. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful in this room. I remember in the in the uh, the wintertime, it was freezing cold in here. It's now just, I can open the window and be fine. I look at my window, it's just gloomy. People <laughs> it's that not can't a... drive. Wow. <laughs> uh, hey, man, we have a roundabout. And you Philadelphia guys can't understand what a roundabout a circle oh, in the middle yeah. of the street. They think the yield just sign floor is it. who gets to go first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, just floor it, dude. <laughs> well, speed limits are just a suggestion. I salivate at the at the mouth when I see a, a PA uh, license plate. I'm like, oh, I'm a floor. Because you know you're safe pass. on the road. <laughs> that and I can fucking floor it because he doesn't know what a roundabout <laughs> is. He's going to yeah. stop and yield while Roundabouts I Roundabouts are it. very confusing, though. They're very stupid. It's almost like the last piece of the Point. puzzle that was left over. Point and take. There you go. There you go. Well, I don't really have any near me, thankfully. <laughs> There's only one I know of, and it's in like North Philly. So nobody follows the rules down there anyway. Um, um, so we'll, we'll touch on basketball and all the blowouts. It's been really unentertaining, to be honest with you. Um, we'll talk about the sport yeah. that plays on ice. We'll give a Giroux update. That'll, that won't last very long. <laughs> It'll last about as long as his team did in the second round. And then we'll Eight. do the four minute scramble. <laughs> Uh, four it's minutes goosey. Good stuff on there. Wins and losses. No top fives this week because it's going to be a top twenty of Joel naming all the NHL teams. Is it twenty uh, teams? Gets a sh- uh, well. Are you doing all the teams that didn't make the playoffs? I'm yeah. All the teams in the entire. I uh, just just do all of them. Thirty two. I'm be doing all thirty. Well, all right. Whatever you have written down, I don't really care. It's just gotcha. uh, he gets a second crack at this, folks. Because if you if you followed us <laughs> since the beginning. About a couple months in, we had an episode where we um, we critiqued. I think we rebranded logos was uh was our final segment. It was like pick two logos from each sport you want to rebrand. 
and like yeah. new uniforms and stuff. And then it turned, it became Joel naming all the hockey teams and then the, the flaming, flaming seas <laughs> who are, who was actually your impromptu pick to win the cup. And they just got ousted last night, I believe, but yeah, we'll touch on that when we get to it. Uh, some logos are easy though, because a shark is a shark and the Rangers logo just says Rangers on it. So, and the flyer is a flyer. Yeah. The flyer is just a flying P <laughs> or P U. All right. Um, do you want to lead off with the Pirtle first and then do the Phillies or do you want to do Phillies then Pirtle then basketball? Uh, let's just do Phillies. I mean, okay. last night's game. Woo. The Braves. Good game last night. I saw a good bit of it. I didn't see a lick of it because full disclosure, game three, I want to say. No, game two. Yes. Tuesday's loss. Oh, that, that scars you for life, that game. Uh, <laughs> bro. I was three outs away from immortality and Harbor decides to <laughs> just hit a bomb to right <laughs> and just kill my partner. So they, they screwed you three ways from Sunday because you needed them to lose. And I would you have the under lose under. <laughs> it was so, ridiculous. so not, not only did they hit the over, but they also lost <laughs> at least if they would have won, it would have been all right. Well, you know what? It's fine. They won. And that's my team. So it's okay, I guess. But when that happens, you almost, want to die i had i'm almost <laughs> positive i had a parlay back in in october where i had tampa bay like minus 21 against the eagles it was like an alternate line yeah and they were blowing the doors off him until jalen hurts got the two touchdowns in garbage time <laughs> <laughs> it was that thursday night game where they scored too late and it kind of made it close yeah but tampa was like actually covering for the most part <clears throat> you know so i'm like all right if they cover and if, if they win that's one thing but if they don't cover and they lose and i'm even i'm twice as pissed <laughs> Especially on a Thursday night. That's back when I was working six days a week. <laughs> so I was oh, working dude. on Fridays. Um, so let's start with the Dodgers series. Yeah. Which um the bullpen monster and the starting pitcher monster and the inability to play at home monster kind of reared its <laughs> ugly head. So game one was last Friday. Beautiful day last Friday, by the way. Um yeah, we came was. home from the shore last Friday and we just sat down, had some dinner, and then uh, watched the game. Um, Julio Arias from the Dodgers pitched incredibly well. He only went, uh, he went five innings, but he only gave up two hits through 80 pitches. So they got the pitch count up. Uh, the problem is Suarez, Ranger Suarez was not much better. He gave up three runs in three innings and his pitch count was 84. Nick Nelson came in and didn't lose the game, but he did the other day. Uh, they let janitor Norwood come in and then familiar pitched and Bellotti pitched. So they went, <laughs> they went all through the cupboard. Um, this is, at kind of the beginning of Nick Castellanos' downturn, but they lost that game 4-1. Downturn? Because he's been on a slump lately. Really? Uh, game two, they lost 7-4. Uh, four, that was also the bullpen monster because it was tied up at um, at 7 in the 6th. They actually had the – I'm sorry, tied up at 4 in the 6th. They had the lead. It was 4-2 to two after the 5th, uh, or 4-3 to three after the 5th, and then the bullpen monster reared its ugly head. Uh, Jose Alvarado did the honors this time. Uh, Nola went five and a third, gave up four runs. Um, Alvarado, I believe, was on the hook for the two that put the Dodgers ahead, and then Familia came in and decided to screw it up a little bit more. And then they salvaged the game on Sunday. Now, did you see the play on Sunday that won them the game? Because no. I'm pretty sure it's, it's gone viral since. So, no, so Dodgers were up 2 nothing in the fourth. Um, in the sixth inning, Garrett Stubbs hit his first career home run, the backup catcher for the Phillies, who honestly has been better than Real Muto. Um, he had, he had a home run in the sixth and then in the bottom of the ninth inning, the Phillies came back and tied it Yeah, against, I want to say it was, um, I forget the guy's name, uh, Almonte who, who went inning at two thirds. Yeah. Um, 
Almonte, who actually has been really good this year for the Dodgers. Yancy Almonte is his name. He's got four strikeouts or four. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. He had four appearances to that point, and he's got like a one five ERA. So uh, Segura tied it after Castellanos double, and then in the tenth inning, the Phillies got out of it, and then um, in the bottom of the tenth inning. Uh, there was runners on second and third. Uh, Quinn was on second. I forget who was on third. Probably, probably wasn't Realmuto because he hasn't been on base in a month. Um, Quinn was on second, and Bohm hit a ground ball to second base. Muncie bobbed. Oh, I'm it. watching it right now. Yeah, the runner scored from third, and then Quinn just kept coming from Dude, second. He launched at home, too. and he almost uh, Muncie made a pretty good throw, and he, he was yeah. almost out of the play. But the Phillies won on walk off. I mean, autism to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and salvage that series. So the bullpen Wait, monster what? actually got to win that game. And then, uh, then I don't they, know why this is in slow motion, but yeah, I'm watching it. Boom hit one just passed over the pitcher's mound. Muncie just routine. It's not so routine. That poor guy's had a tough season, but he launched a laser. Like, he made a good throw. Yeah. He did kind of make up for it. Quinn. I don't think anybody expected Quinn to keep coming, uh, especially with, I think Castellanos was on deck. I think this is before Harper came back. Um, so I don't know if Harper was on deck. Oh no, he was Harper was on deck. So even if Boehm hadn't, if mm-hmm. Quinn hadn't scored there, they had Harper coming up. So they salvaged that series. And then they split with the uh, Atlanta. Zach Wheeler has been really good. His last couple starts, uh, on Monday night, he went six and two thirds, two earned runs. Uh, Familia came in, pitched an inning. Brogdon pitched a third of an inning, didn't blow the game. And then Knable came in and didn't blow the game either. Um, just a good game all around from the Phillies. They won that game. They pretty much led coast to coast. Um, I'm almost positive they were up 7 nothing at one point. Yeah, 7 nothing. Uh, JT Romito got his first hit since uh, pretty much since like Nam. And then they tried their best to blow up, but they couldn't. Um, yeah, they tried but failed. <laughs> yeah, I wrote here, bullpen monster tried but failed. Uh, Wheeler electric. And then game two, the Tuesday game was awful. The one that um, we just talked about. Just That was gross. That was bad. Was that the night that Romuto threw the ball to second? Or that, that might have been the next game. Romuto threw the ball to second. Both the se- second baseman and shortstop missed it. And then Odubel overran it in center field. And the ball went all the way to the wall. <laughs> My and God, Dan- no. Dansby Swanson scored from first. Um, I think that was Wednesday, though. But Dude, the walk-off. Tuesday. Oh, no. Tuesday was the walk-off. Freaking. Yeah. They left Neck Nelson in the game. They tried to close it out. And he got blown up. I won some money on that, at least. That was so distraught. Because first of all, I can't. I got out of work at 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, the I flipped game, on, right. I flipped on the radio, looked for the station, and I had to hear that entire boring ass call game. I mean, all the way down until I got home, and I'm here. Please, just do not score. It's seven and a half. They're at six, I think, at this time, four, or seven. Or it was four to two. No, it was three two, and then Harper put him ahead. It was something like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just three outs away. I get home. I l- went through that entire drive, listened to this radio station. It was 4-3 in the ninth, and then Harper put him up 5-4. That's what it was. I needed to stay under seven and a half. That's what I had. And I literally go home, turn on the TV, and the first thing I see, boom, a bomb. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, he crushed it, too. I, I, I really thought they were going to lose that game. <laughs> and then my boy's like, what the fuck? The Phillies. I had the Braves winning. I was like, oh, that sucks. And he's like, 10 minutes later, it's a walk-off. Never mind. I'm like, well, at least you got something. I had two. So you can, bet, you can bet pitches on DraftKings. 
Mm-hmm. And I was watching the game and I was like, you know what? Let me throw like a dollar on some of these pitches. Yeah. Cause you could bet literally the fifth pitch of the, of the, yeah. Bat. So mm-hmm. I had uh, Swanson came up with the bases loaded and they went to the bullpen. I bet him for a double and it didn't happen. And then in, uh, in extra innings, I bet Ronald Acuna to put the ball in play on the fifth pitch of the at bat. Plus three thirty, so I won three dollars and thirty cents, and then I put three dollars on a William Contreras single to win the game, and it got me twenty one bucks. So that hey, hit. What a in slow con- come up! <laughs> and that was in conjunction with my uh, my same game parlay hitting for the uh, the Padres and the Brewers. That was for eighty eight bucks. So that came. That was clutch. also the same night as uh, Vlad Junior. Yes. Yeah. Good night for the for the podcast. Well, a good week for the podcast because you hit crazy yesterday. Oh yeah. I, I did Dinger Tuesday. And I thought I expletived up because I put 20 bucks, 25 bucks on Miguel Andujar from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I didn't opt in. Turns out I did. There was like seven home runs in that game. <laughs> so I got all the, I got all the money for the home runs in that game. And then I also got 25 bucks on Vlad, which turned into a buck 32 plus the three home runs in that game. So I got 50 bucks in free bets. What a win for the PA turn pod. And I've been using the free bets and failing, but <laughs> at least they're free. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Um, and then what game three, three? I don't even want to talk about. That's the game Real Muto. Alvarado spiked the ball in the dirt and Real Muto threw it down to second because Swanson got a good lead off first. Yeah. He got past Segura, who was covering the bag. Stott, who was behind him, got past him. And then Oduble came in to charge it and try to get the ball and it freaking rolled under his glove. So Dansby Swanson went first to home on a wild, on a, it wasn't even a pass ball, it was just a curveball in the dirt. Yeah. And then last night, Aranola, they finally did not destroy him. Nola has put together like four really good starts in a row, and they've lost each one of them except last night. I think we I went to the, to one, right? That's one we went. Yeah, to, we right? went to one of them. Yeah, that was the the, the Mets game. Was the beginning of his like almost kind of downfall. Yeah, and that it, it's circle now. He's been great. Yeah, he, he was good last night. I, I think he went eight and a third. Uh, yeah, eight and a third, one run, five hits, 10 strikeouts. He's now tied with um, Shane McClanahan from the Rays for strikeout leading the major leagues. Harper did well. Uh, Castellanos got a big hit. Romuto had a good game. I'll give him some credit. He got the average up over 238. Now it's 240. Um, <laughs> Oduble had two big hits last night, including a double down the line, which gave him some insurance. And uh, Bryson Stott still sucks. But um, <laughs> Braves were held pretty quiet. Matt Olson was really the only one that did any damage. But Phillies, hey. It's got to keep winning series, and they didn't win either of the last two, but at least they didn't lose-lose them because they split with Atlanta, and they took one out of three against the Dodgers. So could have been much worse. Oh, yeah. Now they go they go to Queens now. Hopefully we can – what is it, four games? Is it four games? Uh, I think it's three. I think they go Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, no, I thought they play tonight. They it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they come home Monday against uh, the Giants. Oh. Mets are heavy favorites tonight, minus 180 on the money line. Uh, Carrasco versus Falter. So they're adding a pitcher into the rotation to lengthen things out a little bit and give everybody an extra day of rest. So that pushes uh, Eflin to tomorrow, which is the game I would have gone to. And then uh, I believe Wheeler goes Sunday. Yeah, Wheeler and Bassett Sunday. So they push Suarez back a day and Gibson back a day. So Gibson will go Monday. What are your expectations? Uh, now that the pitching rotation lines up a little bit more favorably, I'm going to say they're going to take two out of three. The I think they get I think they get smoked tonight, and then they uh, <clears> they come <throat> back tomorrow. They win like three two, and then they win the day after that four nothing. I think Wheeler shuts them down in New York. I mean, 
I've been, I think I've asked you this before. Is Wheeler the number one or you still have Nola one, two? I think Nola is the number one. Um, I know that's not a favorable opinion. And Wheeler probably surpassed him last year. Mm. I don't think it matters. I think they're both number one quality the way Nola's pitching right now, too. I've joked about him being a number four in the past because he got destroyed last year, but <laughs> I think that he is, uh, he, he's been the better pitcher this year, just like consistently. I mean, Wheeler has put together some good outings, but Nola's been terrific his last like five starts. I mean, they just got a really hit. Think it matters, though. Yeah, it makes no difference, though. They got a hit. Yeah. I Are think we talking- the. I'm sorry. No, are we talking Cy Young for Nola? If he's like at the moment leading up with the strikeouts. Um, so that's and he said his whip, I think, was under one. It's under one. I think it's point nine seven. Yeah, I mean, he the closest he came was I think 2018, the year before they got Harper. He was I think third in Cy Young voting that year. His ERA was under three. That was his best year in the majors. Um, that actually segues into the next segment I wanted to do anyway. Uh, we're a quarter of the way through the season, so we wanted to look at some of the award favorites. Okay. And see kind of how they, um, if we think that'll be what happens. So Nola, by the way, I think is, if he keeps pitching the way he is, it'll be top five and side voting, I'm sure, but it's going to be tough to get past a couple of guys. Um, well, Scherzer looked like the favorite at one point, and then he got hurt. Corbin Burns is probably number one right now. Wheeler actually has better odds than Nola right now, but uh, while we're on the subject, why don't we, uh, I, so the next thing I want to say is they got the doors blown off them in New York about a month ago on Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Uh-huh. I think they get the revenge this weekend because that Sunday game is on ESPN at seven o'clock. So I think Wheeler goes in there, takes it personally and shuts out his former team. I like it. I like it. I say that now, then they lose five, nothing, but <laughs> um, they do play better on the road. I'm going to go have- shore bomb. I'm going to go shore bomb on Sunday, shore bomb and a, a complete game shutout from uh, Wheeler. That's asking a lot for Wheeler, but is Schwarber due for one? Uh, yes. He's been struggling, right? Yeah, he only hits home runs, it seems. <laughs> I think I uh, had him. I bet him live yesterday to get a hit. It was like plus 180. And I think I have Schwarber hitting tonight. Uh, if, he, if he's pitched, in the lineup. Uh, Carrasco's pitching. He does hit the Mets pretty well. He had four, I think, against the Mets the first time they played him. So Actually, I have him hitting two home runs this weekend. So he had two off of Scherzer, I'm pretty sure. And then he had another one in Philly. Um, the the weekend they lost three out of four, whatever it was. I think yeah. He, he, if anybody needs to get hot, it's him or Castellanos. Yeah, I, I feel like right Castellanos now, really needs to you know get out of the slump that he's in. Yeah, right now the offense is Segura, Harper, and Bowman. That's about it. And R- Romuto has been pretty good the last couple of nights, but he's been slumping all season long. And I don't know if he'll play. I, I maybe he'll play tonight with Falter pitching, but he probably won't pit. With Eflin going tomorrow, I think they're going to go Stubbs behind the plate. Maybe they use JT at first or at, at DH, but I don't. The Harper can't play the field, so they don't really have a lot of options for Real Muto getting out from behind the plate. I like that he's still playing though. Yeah, I mean, he still chance. has the defensive value. I mean, runners just don't go on him anymore. He, he's got one of the best caught stealing percentages in baseball. He's got the at one point this year it might still stand. He's he had the three fastest pop times. Uh-huh. Um, on throws down to second. So, I mean, it, it, runners just don't go on him. So he still has defensive value, but I I don't know. He's not hitting right now. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to this uh, second. What do you want to look at first? So we're going to look at um, award favorites right now. Now, before the season, I think your American League MVP was um, here somewhere. I forget. Did you have Otani going back to back? For MVP? Yeah. 
Or no, mm. did you? Was it Vladdy? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I have it up. It's up on the docket. Uh, oh, you don't have it. It's a good thing I deleted it. But I didn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't label it. Someone picked Mookie and Vlad, and then someone you. else picked Acuna and Judge. Yeah, that's you. You had uh, so you had Vlad winning it. He's currently fourth. So I had initially Devers, and then I I changed course when I went to that Yankees game. I was like, no, I think Judge is winning the MVP. Um, so Otani <laughs> currently leads at plus two twenty. Judge is second at plus three fifty. Trout plus four fifty. Then a little bit of a drop off, and Vladdy at plus fifteen hundred. Jose Ramirez plus two thousand. Byron Buxton plus twenty five hundred. Um, if you had to guess right now, we're just about a little bit past the quarter point in the season. Who do you think wins the MVP in the American League? Otani. I think he repeats. I can see it happening. I I still kind of, th- I mean, he'll probably get hurt, which will hurt him, but Don't I'm going to stand by that. judge. I'm going to stand by judge because he's the entire Yankee offense right now. Everybody on the team has COVID or is hurt right now. Contract year, right? What's up? Is it a contract year for him? Yeah, and as of three days ago, he was on pace for 66 home runs and like 130 RBI. So, I mean, he he turned down a seven-year extension, basically. He bet um, on himself. And he bet on himself because he thought he was being um, thought he was being lowballed. And that so he actually is he's scheduled to be the final arbitration case. So arbitration usually happens in the offseason with the lockout. They couldn't do it in time. So arbitration cases are actually scheduled to happen midseason. Yeah, uh, the Yankees offered him, I think, 17 million arbitration, which leads me to think he wants like 25 because uh, Soto got, I think, 18, which is the highest ever. Um, so if unless they come to an agreement on arbitration money, mm-hmm. they're going to go to arbitration on like contract money to avoid arbitration. They're going to go to arbitration and that might hurt, too, because I, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, they're scheduled to go to arbitration, I think, in either it's either June 25th. or I forget where I read it. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, National League MVP right now leading the way is Manny Machado at plus 200. Mookie Betts is plus 600. And Bryce Harper is plus 800 to repeat. Nolan Arenado, Freddie Freeman, and Pete Alonso are the next three names. Who do you think wins MVP in the National League? Can you repeat the top three? Uh, Machado, Betts, Harper. All kind of clustered together. Machado, Machado's a, Betts, Harper. Uh, Harper's Machado's hurt. A, He's not really going to be there. He keeps hitting though. Yeah, he's but he's got a field as well. Um, I was I'll say Machado. No, 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 no. He's been really good. I'll Nolan Arenado has. Mookie that, that makes sense. I think Nolan has a shot if really? he keeps it up. But I, I, he's he's due for a slump. Uh, I'm just thinking Tatis will come back and then Machado yeah, will could, cool off. That could happen. It could also uh, like. You know, galvanize him. I'm gonna go Arenado. I think that it, unless he really, really dies off, he'll he'll be up there. Um, Cy Young in the National League is not as fun. Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon, Pablo Lopez, Joe Musgrove, Walker Bueller, and Zach Wheeler at the top. Um, I don't even know because my two, I had Bueller early on, and then I picked Scherzer, and then who knows? What do you think, Bueller? I think Rodon's got a chance. Um, he's been really good. Joe Musgrove, by the way, is pitching very well his last three starts. So there's a chance he gets it. Uh, there's a lot of San Diego bias in the MLB because all he posted about last year was the Padres. So let's go Musgrove. Screw it. Uh, American League, Justin Verlander, Kevin Gossman, Shane McClanahan, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Alec Manoa are the top six. I like Shohei, but I'll go with Verlander. Hard to pick against Verlander right now. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year in American League, Julio Rodriguez, Jeremy Painted, Joe Ryan, Bobby Witt, Adley Rutschman, Spencer Torkelson. 
I have no idea who they are, so I I'll respectfully bow. How about you? Um, I think it'll be so Julio has kind of had the longest like sustained success. Jeremy Pena has big shoes to fill because he's the guy filling in for Correa when Correa yeah. left the Astros. I think if Adley Rutschman goes on a tear, he'll win it because the media loves him because he's a former number one overall pick. He's on the Orioles who stink. And he had a big, a lot of media fanfare this weekend. So I'm going to go Adley. Yeah. Okay. And then National League feels kind of like it's a two-horse race. Seiya Suzuki, the outfielder for the Cubs, and then Mackenzie Gore, the left-handed pitcher for the Padres. The rest, I don't even know what team Nolan Gorman's on. And Yuan Yepes, I think, is a giant. And then couldn't tell you who Brendan Donovan is. I thought that was the guy on the Team USA soccer. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll go Suzuki. Yeah, I'm going to go Suzuki. It's uh, That's a tough race because those two guys have been very good. But Suzuki's got the pro experience. I think he benefits a little bit, kind of like Tanaka did and uh, Jose Abreu did when they came over from their respective countries. He's got pro experience, like Luka Doncic kind of thing. Yeah. Where they've been playing pro Early for like 10 years. So I think it'll be fine. He's a um, seasoned vet already. Uh, so just a one cliff note also uh jacob degrom is throwing we'll see what happens when he comes back but the mets i think have like an eight eight game lead on the, both the phillies and the marlins in the division right now so um the marlins can you believe so it they are this is a big series of the phillies because they cannot end memorial day weekend down 10 games in the division because then the season's over you think well, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to make that up i Come know up. atlanta atlanta pretty much was dead in the water last year and then came back but the Phillies cannot fall this far back, especially with DeGrom out and are Scherzer out. Oh, that's true. Are you saying it's a uh, division or bust? You don't think they have a shot for the wild card then? I don't think they do because I think there's Too a chance teams. Two, two teams get in from the West. So yeah. Because there's a chance the Dodgers win that division and then both the Giants and the Padres also get in. So it's going to be tough. Um, just looking at the standings real quick. Um, for playoff purposes. So in, in the AL, it's Yankees, Houston, Minnesota, and then Tampa, Angels, Toronto are the next three mm-hmm. um, with the White Sox, Boston, Texas, and Cleveland kind of close. In the NL, you got the Dodgers, Milwaukee, and the Mets. Then you got San Diego, San Francisco, St. Louis, and then you got Arizona, Atlanta, and then Philly. Phillies are three and a half out of the second wild card as it stands right now. And they're currently, I believe, like eight out in the division. So it's it's tough. They're seven and a half out tied with Atlanta. So who knows? I guess we'll see, but it's not looking promising right now. They have to go on a run and they have to win series at home. They can't keep just winning on the road. They're like the anti Sixers. <laughs> what do you think is the case? Just the jitters? I don't know what it is. They, they have a humidor at Citizens Bank Park now, which I think is kind of deadening the ball um, because at Coors Field, they have one of these, the humidor, because out, out there the ball flies. Yeah. They have one similar here, and the Phillies are just not hitting home runs at home. So it could be it. I think there's something going on, but I, I don't know. They just got to pick it up. It, it's tough to do that when the team is selling tickets for twice the value and there's nobody in the stands. So I guess that's kind of where they stand right now. That sucks. Hopefully they turn it around. I think yeah. they're just in a small collective slump and then they'll, they'll bounce at, back. At this point, they have, I think, played the Dodgers as much as, they, as they've played their own division. So. They have actually played the American, the National League West more than they've played the National League East. I think it'll start to even out once they play more games against uh, Miami and Washington, yeah. Washington in particular. And then when they get teams like the Cubs and the, you know the Reds and all that, that'll help out too. But they played a lot of games against good teams so far. They played the Mets a hundred times, and they've played the Dodgers, the Padres, 
and they're going to be playing the Giants this weekend. And they played they played at Coors, so I think it'll even out. But it's dicey, man. I don't know. It is. Uh, before we get into basketball, do you want to do the uh, special segment of the week? Yes. Pertle. Let's name. Uh... <laughs> Let's name all the players on every team in baseball. Um, God. All right. I do it every week, but I'll explain Pertle again, I guess. It's the NBA Wordle. <laughs> get a chance to guess the player. All right. Yada, yada, yada. Let's go. And this is the most exciting part of the podcast because all you hear is silence. Yep. Until, oh, I got it. 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 You got it already? <laughs> no, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> um, let's go somewhere different. All right. Not doing so Ooh. I got the age. I got the – he played for this former team. I got everything except for the team. <laughs> Out of crap. I don't even know. What the hell? I got the division. Oh, wait. I'm an idiot. Who is? All right. Do you have the division? I think I got it. Yeah, I got the... Um, I think I actually have it. Yep, I got it. I had the division that I almost had the team. Who's in the division? <laughs> uh, do you have the division? Oh, wait. I got it. No, I don't have it. Uh, yeah, I have the division. What is that? I really don't know who this is, actually. Who's in this division? Did you get the division already? Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, Suns, and Clippers. Uh-oh. What's his name? Fuck. Yes, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I got it in uh, five. I got it in six. Let's go. So I started with Siakam. That got me literally nothing. Um, so I went Curry. I figured it'll be a guard because Siakam's a forward. It'll be shorter. Yeah. Older, has a lower number. So that helped. Curry nailed it down. I got Aaron Fox. No bueno. Russell Westbrook, no bueno. And then for some reason, I thought Patrick Beverly was on the Clippers. And that was no bueno. But then I realized Clippers, guard. The only guy I know on their team is Reggie Jackson. So Yeah, right. Um, well, I went somewhere different. I usually go and beat first, but I was, I was trying to put Andrew Wiggins and for whatever, or no, Aaron Gordon. And I put AA and the first person I picked, I thought was Gordon. It ended up being Aaron Wiggins. (laughs) Do you know what team he plays for? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know he existed. Guangdong Tigers. I don't know. But they got me the, the conference and the position and he, and he, he used to play for OKC. I don't know what team he plays for. That so that was my clue. I'm like, all right, he's a former Thunder. Immediately went straight to Russell Westbrook, got me the division, and it was close to the number, and he's younger than 33. For whatever reason, I threw Jordan Poole in there. I don't know why. So he's not a warrior. I'm like, oh, wait, Chris Paul. He used to play for the OKC, but that doesn't make sense anyway. So then. As we heard, what was the other team? Oh, the Clippers. And I picked Reggie Jackson because he was on the Thunder. 
yeah, he was a Clippers Thunder Detroit, maybe? Yeah, Detroit. Okay. He was with the Thunder. He wanted more money because he was like playing a lot more. So he goes to Detroit. Was he in the Blake Griffin trade? No. I don't think no, so. he signed there on the offseason. Okay. Oh, no, he I was think. a buyout guy. That's how he got to the Clippers. That's right. Yeah. Oh, fun, fun little segment. Yeah. And I beat you by one guess. That's good. Oh. Which is, um, you beat me by a small margin, which is the opposite of what's happened in the NBA playoffs. Look at that segue. Um, every Ooh. game in the playoffs has been a blowout. Um, so, Heat Celtics, uh, we're going into game six, I believe. Yeah. So, Boston has a chance to close this thing out. Miami took game one, 118, 107. Boston took game two, 127, 102. Miami took game three, 109, 103. And then Boston won game four by 20 points, which is two more points than all the Heat starters combined for that night. Uh, Boston won game five, 93, 80. That game was played apparently in the 70s because it was so low scoring. And then tonight we have game <laughs> five, game, game five plus one, game six. Game six. Uh, Boston is a heavy favorite, by the way. Minus eight and a half, and then also minus 420 on the money line. This confused me this morning because I thought maybe Butler's out. You explained to me prior to the podcast why this is. A couple guys are out, right? Yeah. Uh, just not playing well. Tyler Hero, he didn't play much, if any, last game because of a groin issue. Mm. And now the people are questioning his toughness and then they're questioning, well, was it his decision? Was it the organization trying to save the future of the franchise? That kind of malarkey just basically spiraled out of control. Uh, Butler's been dealing with a leg injury, and you can see his legs are getting tired. So he said he'll suit up tonight. He's ready. And Bam has been playing well at all. And Kyle Lowry's just coming back from an injury. So all these factors in with Boston basically getting their footing and just putting metal to the pedal. And with Marcus Smart getting that nasty injury, came back from the dead. And still that played, was weird. So. What I think that was Saturday last weekend when that game happened. Butler got hurt, Tatum got hurt, left and came back, and then Smart got hurt, left and came back. That was the game I think Miami won in Boston. Yeah, that would have been what game four. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, no, no. Oh no, that was that would have been game three. Because so Miami, I, this is so confusing. So I watched game two when I was down the shore. That was a blowout from the start. I'm pretty sure like Boston was like 10 of 13 early on. They had like nine threes in the first quarter or something. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. And and then the next game, I, every time I go to the bathroom and came back, there's a guy leaving and then coming back, leaving and then coming back. I'm like, what's going on? Every time you go to the bathroom or leave. I see Tatum's being taken to the locker room. Then he comes back. Then Smart goes to the locker room. I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on? What's going on out there, buddy? What's going on? Everyone trying to get a bathroom break? Yeah, it was crazy, man. Uh, and I saw somewhere on Twitter, like, yo, the training staff for the Boston Celtics should be getting a raise. So anybody that gets injured as a Celtic at TD Garden magically comes back from the dead. They'll get a poopy. Or that too. <laughs> um, who do you got tonight? I mean, obviously it says eight and a, minus eight and a half to minus 420. Do you think Miami can't take it to seven? Um, I think they can. Well, will they? Can, will they? Take it a seven. Uh, Play nothing, you know, with your backs against the wall. Just go all out. Excuse me while I research who's officiating the game. Ooh, Scott Foster. Look at you. I haven't heard his name in a while, so I think he's done. Uh, Zach Zarba, <laughs> Eric Lewis, 
and Courtney Kirkland. Um, oh, Scott Foster did last night's game. Uh, I think Miami is going to – I think Miami ekes it out. They win by like two points. You think it's a thriller? I think Miami gets like 100 free throws. Boston gets like 12, and then that's how they extend it. If, is Butler playing? Yeah, everyone's playing, yeah. Uh, I don't know about but, Hero. I don't know about uh, Is Lowry back? Well, Lowry not L- playing. Lowry's back. All right, here we go. I think when, when Lowry plays, he almost hurts him. I think they're going to – I think they'll push it seven. All right, here we go. As of yesterday, so this hasn't been updated, so we'll look at Twitter later on. I mean, it's early. We're recording, I think, before noon. Yeah. As of right now. Um Robert Williams, day to day, Marcus Smart, day to day, and Sam Hauser. Who? I don't know. Sam Hauser. Uh, he's know. out. But Man. everyone, the starting five, apparently, <laughs> it feels like for the Heat are day to day. Hero, day to day. Lowry, day to day. Tucker, day to day. Struz and Vincent are all day to day. So Next Butler is, is just 1,000. Last game. I don't think Butler has any. He's probably everyone dealing with a nagging okay. injury. So but I it's actually... not like he has something specific. All right. So. Tired. As of yesterday, so uh, Tyler Hero questionable, Kyle Lowry questionable, Max Struess, P.J. Tucker, Gabe Vincent, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, all questionable. And then 17 hours ago, Lowry and Struess expected to play tonight. P.J. Tucker expected to play. Gabe Vincent expected to play. And then that's it. That's all we have right now. That's so, the Fantasy Labs, who usually is dead on with their reporting because they're going by like actual reports. I think Hero... So, Hero might suit up, but very limited minutes. If he's dealing with a groin injury, he probably would just be a decoy. Now, I think the X factor, and this feels like a weird thing to say for Miami, is what what will they get? What will they allow themselves to get from Duncan Robinson? Because in the last handful of games, so in the Sixer series, he played – in the three games that he played, he played 55 seconds in game, game, I think that was game – four game five he played 13 minutes and then game six he played three minutes and 53 seconds and he saw 14 minutes of play in one of the boston games four minutes the next game 23 and then 27 so is he playing out of necessity or is he actually be you know being trusted because in the sixer series Spolster was pretty much concerned he would get played off the floor now what will they get from him this dude signed like a 70 million dollar contract to do podcasts right um it's all confidence. I mean, it's that, it's that old saying, like, you can lose your confidence, but – or no. I don't even know the saying, but it's something along the lines of a coach can always take your confidence. And I think that's what probably is going on here. Because he was a starter. He got paid, and then all of a sudden he's now on the bench just chilling. He was a key – he was a focal – not a focal point. He was a key part of that team. Especially in the bubble. The bubble yeah, year. the bubble year he was fantastic. So I don't he know what last happened. Last year he was still good. He was still yeah. good last year just to – I guess I guess Spolster just kind of lost faith in him. I don't know. That and I've seen him shoot a couple of times. He doesn't look confident in his shot. He's just out of sync, out of rhythm. You got to be on the floor with those guys too. Yeah, yeah. You do have to gel with certain. Guys. It's tough. As to, I'll give him some some slack. I'm not ripping him at all, but I'll give him some slack. When you're playing 23 minutes a game after not playing really at all the last couple of games, I know it's an excuse, and you know these professionals and they should be able to do, or regardless of situation. The, um, it's hard is to your, is that your shut up and dribble kind of voice? Just shut, just shut up and dribble, damn it! It's hard to just go right back in and just do it. It's yeah. like it's like a baseball player when they sit for eight innings and they got to pinch hit in the eighth inning. That's hard to just go in there and and do your job. I mean, 
I mean, this is certain uh, guys are. This isn't a regular season game. Some aren't. Yeah. yeah, this isn't the magic. I mean, this is Boston. It's probably one of the number one defense, and they are they'll wear you down. Boston just has so many finish. guys, and especially whatever fountain of youth from Al Horford. So that is not the same Al Horford that was here, by the way. It's not that. That's the, I don't know what they did. They put him in a cryogenic chamber and sent his annoying ass sister to Philly and had her cut her hair and pretend to be Embiid's backup for six months. I don't know what happened when he was here. And then what happened? He was with OKC, but now that he's back on the Celtics. He's back to just being Al Horford again. Maybe he likes clam chowder. I, I guess. Uh, now I do have one question, and this is the only time we're going to talk about the Sixers on this episode. So, do, sure you, about that? do you think? Do you think it's an indictment on the Sixers that they couldn't figure out how to use Al Horford, or do you think it's more Al Horford than them? Because think about it, Atlanta. So he was never a special player, even when he was at Florida. He was just like a, a guy. So proven he winner. It. He just did his job. And then he goes to Atlanta. He's on that team with Budenholzer. And um, was it Jet, the entire starting five got player of the month at one time. They were all all-stars. Um, then he goes to Boston, becomes like the Embiid stopper, just like the, the big center that just stops everybody. Comes here and what would – you wouldn't think he was going to be washed just yet because he was coming off a pretty good season. He yeah. like 40% on threes. He sucked here. And then he leaves, pretty much didn't play last year. And then he's back with Boston looking just like he did before he even came here. So do you think it's an indictment on the Sixers? They had no idea how to use him? Or do you think it's really just a, it was more him and more of the actual fit? Because I mean, even on a team like uh, Boston before, he was playing the four with Daniel Tice playing the five. And now he's playing the four with uh, Robert Williams playing the five. It's not like it's a matter of, could he play the four? He's playing the he was playing the four here, and then he was basically the five when you know everybody was healthy. He was a backup five, but I, I don't know. It, it's just it's confusing to me. Uh, I think it's a combination of both. I'll lean more towards him and the fit, but yeah, I mean, you guys, it's not like the owner just blindly signed Al Horford. I'm sure he had a meeting and the scheme that they want to go with, and it, will it be a fit? Will he be a backup? Yeah. All this, all these, you know questions that go into it and then you sign him and then you don't really yep. use him pro- appropriately true and then also you know we don't know what's he's going on in his personal life as if it's taking on his mental health um, physically he was probably injured those years especially last year before he came back to boston we don't know him. but uh yeah it just seems like a completely different person and funny enough we met boston i believe in that playoff and they beat us with when we had Al Horford. We, yeah, like, right, we took him away, swept in the you, bubble. You yeah. can't beat him, and then we lose anyway. So that's when Simmons was out with the back issue, and then Tobias had a really scary injury in Game Four. And Bede, that, that's also the only time Embiid has ever played a, a playoff series healthy, and that's after three months of being off because of COVID. So um, the thing, the thing that's just weird about Horford is he almost, and it's ironic. I'm going to say this name because it's actually was traded for, but like guys like Danny Green and like PJ Tucker. Guys like that who just like fit anywhere you put them, that's mm-hmm. kind of what Horford feels like, and it just didn't work here. So I don't know. I don't think he was ever comfortable here. I don't think so either. Like he flew out private and everything. He was just never really here. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I think the fit was weird. The chemistry was not there. He tried to be a leader, but he sucked. It's hard to lean on somebody like that, but it's whatever. Um, yeah. Good for him, though. Go win a championship, I guess. Sure. Now, here's a question I asked you off air. What's up? Um, who would you be more okay with going to the finals, Boston or Miami? <laughs> um, 
Well, the original question was like, who do I hate more? Pretty much. Yeah. This is more of a euphemism for who do you hate more? And I'm like, ah, Boston because they were a thorn in my side. But you had an interesting take. Um, I I wouldn't mind Boston going back. Like, it is what it is. I don't care who really. Like, the Sixers aren't in it, so it was just demoralizing how that whole thing fizzled out. But uh, I think the Celtics will go back. But who do I care more? I would like to see Boston back in it. I like to see the two best players yeah. go against the Warriors, so why not? It's an interesting dynamic. I um I I hate Miami. I I, I don't <laughs> I really I hate Boston, but I hate hate Miami. So Rob, you have a Grable Miami jersey. Well, the jerseys are sexy, but the team is not. The <laughs> fans that show up, the fans either think that they're models because they have a lot of Instagram followers, or that they think that they're famous, or they still think LeBron's there. So their fan base is retarded. Um, well, I think ninety percent of those people that go there just go for the club that's in the actual arena. Probably. Um, who do you think wins tonight? Celtics. Uh, so I have Celtics. Up. You have Heat, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Heat pushed at seven, and then Boston beats them at seven. No, I think they're going to close them out at home. They saw what the Warriors did. They know the Warriors are going to be rested, so you might as well close it. It's an urgent, which could mean, honestly, more pressure for them to close it out tonight, which means Miami can basically play with house money. The pressure's on them. They can just all out do what they can, but lose, they are out anyway. So we'll see. Um, next series, uh, well, which is already over since last night, uh, gentlemen sweep. Uh, the Warriors beat the Mavs 4 1. Gentlemen sweep. Uh, they close out behind Clay Thompson's crazy run. He just went nuclear with eight threes, uh, beating the Mavs 120 to 110. I mean, it wasn't as close as it seems. On paper, this is all garbage points because the Mavs, I think, with two or three minutes, I think, waved the white flag. It was pretty much dead in the water. Or not, not. It was maybe like less than two minutes. They waved the flag. Luca looked spent for most of the first half and then just woke up in the in the third quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, the Warriors are back. Draymond, Clay, you got Poole and Curry. All there in form, ready to go to win a fourth. And feel like Luca just just one superstar isn't enough anymore. Yep. You need you need a, a Robin or you need another superstar with you. Brunson and Dimwitty, sensational pickups for Dallas in the midst sure. in the trade. Sensational. But down the stretch, Brunson looked like he was gassed. Dimwitty played pretty well. I think he had five threes. Henry's been really good for them. He feels like a perfect fit on that team. I hope he stays there. Uh, there's rumors that he might go back to the Nets. Really? Yeah. Nets are like, damn, well, look at what we had. But uh, was never I kind of thought that Nets team was more fun when they had all those random guys anyway. They had Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, D'Angelo yeah. Russell. They were way Dinwiddie. fun. They were fun. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. They had a really fun team. And then they ruined it by bringing in the superstars. And then they pretty much got as far in the playoffs as they did with the other guys. Um. And also Brunson, I heard is going to the Knicks. Like he's just ready to get out of Dallas. But Jesus that's just every, every the Knicks want every guard. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been photoshopped into a Lakers jersey yet. Well, never know. <laughs> Him, okay. Zach Levine. Oh, it's gonna God. be an entire different roster for I Lakers. Th- I have a thought on Levine later, by the way. We'll get to that. Yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, 
what do you think, man? Warriors are back. Um, they close out at home in front of their fans. And that Lone Star State, the Lone Star, think, not enough. I don't think Dallas ever stood a chance against them as it was. This is now six appearances in the finals in the last eight years for the Warriors. Yeah. That says a lot about them. Now, Draymond talked about it too. Do you think that Clay Thompson is the engine that makes that team go? Or do you think it's the other guys? Because when, when Clay's out and Curry's there, it's just like Curry is just like, oh, he's just Steph Curry. Draymond's just Steph, just Draymond. Like when Clay is there, he's like the missing piece. 1000%. Yeah. Um, I mean, Draymond's the the floor leader. He's the general. He's the yep. emotional. He's the one that will take all the brunt. Curry's the silent killer with the threes and the sh- the showmanship. But the real silent killer is Clay Thompson. Once he gets hot, watch out. It's he went for what thirty two points, thirty five points. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was insane. He, he, when he gets hot, he like I said this about Maxi. It's so much different with Clay because shooting just like when his shooting is on, it just like it doesn't slump. Like when he gets hot, he just goes nuclear. I mean, they call like, them the Splash Brothers, right? My God, yeah. And it, it's fun to watch. I don't know. The, the Warriors are kind of. Uh, I saw a picture on Twitter. It was a. Uh, it was um, it was like Hitler versus Stalin on like a oh, movie Jesus. thing, and it was like this is what happens if the Warriors play the Celtics in the finals. Like, oh my God, I don't really dislike the Warriors. I kind of disliked them when they were beating LeBron every year because I was like, this is just annoying. And then they got Katie. It made it even more annoying, but. I don't know. I don't dislike them. I think it's cool to see them going back. Like it, it almost feels After like after two um, years, right? Yeah, it's like all right, everybody's back. They're healthy. Uh, Steph had the hand thing that he milked for an entire season. Clay was out forever. Draymond has just become nothing offensively, but is still just like the guy that makes that team like holds that team together. Ironically enough, he's been shooting more these last two games. Yeah. You know what's interesting is they replaced Kevin Durant with um, Andrew Wiggins, and it almost doesn't look much different right now. Hmm. I mean, it's just that Wiggins doesn't take over the game. That's the thing. Um, Wiggins has been awesome for them. It, it Wiggins is a good example of a guy that was maybe labeled a bust and then shook it off later in his career because I think he's such a good fit there. I think the worst thing for him to do is leave. It won't be his decision. Probably. You might be right. They're already, um, sh- they already thinking about shipping him. I Jordan Poles emerge. I saw a uh, rumor about Cleveland being interested in Wiggins. Talking That's about funny. Full circle. Yeah. That's funny. Um, bring back uh, Oladipo. Bring back uh, the other guy. I forget. <laughs> ah. Fuck, what's his name? He bounced around the league. Oh, for the Cavs? Yeah. He was a, he was a Heat. Oh, uh, Deion Waiters? Yes. Yep. Philly guy. Yeah, Philly I remember guy. When, the, uh, when the Thaddeus Young trade happened which was when waiters went from Cleveland to, I think Oklahoma city. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. That was the, that everybody was like, Oh my God, they're going to get Dion waiters is coming home. I've listened to the talk radio. They're like, Oh, just imagine a lineup next to like a Carter Williams waiters. I'm like, Oh God, like, what are we doing here? They were talking themselves into Alan crab. (laughs) They're like, Oh, we're going to roll. It's going to be Carter Williams, Jamal Crawford, Alan crab. (laughs) You got Dion waiters coming off the bench. Like, what are we doing here? Nerlens is going to be the next Matumbo. And, <laughs> and they, they instead went into that year with like, no, this is, Williams is like not Hollis a bad, Thompson. it's not a bad backup though. In the Who's league. that Nerlens? Yeah. The problem is he can't stretch the floor. It feels like now you need either a really heavy big that can just bang in the post and take all their fouls or a guy that can like shoot the three. And that, I don't know. That's hard to find. Yeah. I mean, like, 
All right. Well, let's I mean, move on. Do you oh, want to do you want a preview possibly, or you want to do that next episode? Like, uh, we can the finals. do that next episode because I feel like if the finals will either not have begun or they will be just beginning when we record right. next, or we Sounds can manipulate good. things to make it so that we record. In Dude, time that, for that. that well, if you're, a, I'm talking to you specifically. By the time this episode comes out, no one's like, oh, yeah, you. Um, plus three fifty, looks good. Warriors. No heat tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Looks good. I mean, if yeah. you if you haven't squeezing out, or like ten cents on it, see what happens. And that two hundred over under, it's close. Oh, it's two hundred flat. No, no, two hundred and one and a half. But, oh, you know, I might, I might take that. I, feel I don't like, know. The last game was what ninety three eighty. Yeah. So one ninety eighty three. One seventy three. Yeah. So I mean, it's tough. I had a freaking parlay last week that apparently I never submitted. <laughs> no it was way. I think it was the Celtics game. I had, I think I had the winner, and then I had the over under, and that was it. And I was going to put twenty five bucks on it. Mm-hmm. I had over. I think it was like over two hundred six, and I think it was the Celtics to win. And I was I was monitoring it the entire time. I never submitted it. I went back on DraftKings. It was still in my, my bet slip, but it was all locked. It was all pregame stuff. I was like, oh my god! I'm like sweating it out. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm texting my friends. It was they <laughs> were on I me. Think, <laughs> yeah, they need, they needed like sixty points in the fourth quarter. I'm like, this is possible. And then I go on DraftKings. Like, where's my money? And oh, it's in my bet slip, and I never hit submit. So I hate when that happens. You feel like a donkey. It worked out yesterday because I was going to do the same game parlay thing on uh, DraftKings, mm-hmm. but we went through it before we recorded. I would have missed on two legs anyway, so it works out. Yeah, save your money for myself for tonight. Yeah. All right. Uh, the sport that plays on ice, as you uh... curling. Yes, curling. Um, Who do you got? Team USA or Team Russia? Uh, let's go Russia. Moda Russia. I like the Americans. The upset. Yeah. All right, next segment. Uh, for four minutes scramble. <laughs> so the uh, the sport that plays on ice, the only player that we were really cared too much about in the playoffs is now done. Claude Giroux and his Florida Panthers were disposed of in a um, not even a gentleman sweep. It's like a little kid sweep. They they got swept out in the four against along. Tampa. It was fun. See you. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, Florida beat or Tampa beat Florida in four. I thought that was going to confuse you. It says Tampa over Florida four nothing. Um, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so so the Tampa Bay team name, which I will not say, I'm going to avoid saying team names for this segment because you have to name them later. <laughs> so Tampa beat uh, TB defeated Flo, well, um, for nothing in the um, well, the West stuff. has it labeled yeah, the so. West, you named it, yeah. So the Tampa beat Florida for nothing in that series, that was never really close. Yeah. Tampa scored a buzzer beating goal, I think, in game two, uh, with like two seconds left, they scored to win the game. Uh, Carolina, New York has been fun. So the, the team from Carolina has not lost. Oh, you put it here anyway. The Hurricanes have not lost at home in the playoffs. The Rangers, ah, fine. well, the Rangers, uh, well, you know the Rangers anyway. The Rangers The Rangers. Are, they're kind of, they're interesting. They were down 3-1 in the Pittsburgh series. They came back and beat them at seven. And they were talking about it. I listened to Michael Kay, who was like the drive time guy for 98.7 ESPN in New York. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's Kay LaGreca and um, Peter Rosenberg, who you might know. Yeah. I think he does like WWE hot, stuff. Hot 97 um, and uh, WWE? Yeah. And LaGreca, uh, Don LaGreca does uh, Ranger games on the radio. So they do a, a show every day because I've kind of gotten sick of Philly radio. So I listen to them every so often. Well, and they, they keep talking about New York. Well, they talk about they talk about national stuff, too. The first time I listened to them, they were talking to B. Jokic. I was like, this is 
I want to hear other perspectives on it. And they had a lot of people calling in for it. So that's pretty cool. um, what they did is they, they keep talking about how game seven is the only game in hockey that really matters for home ice. Like in other sports, home field and home whatever, whatever. advantage really matters throughout the series. In hockey, it really doesn't until game seven because in hockey, you, when you are home, you do get a slight advantage because when there's a stoppage in play, the other team has to put their players on the ice first. Correct. And then you get to put your player, unless there's an icing or a situation where your team is not able to change. So, so your, your goalie, yes, yeah, so your goalie covers the puck. Carolina has got to send their players out first and then I send mine. So in hockey, there's definitely an advantage up. at home. Yeah. And in the playoffs so far, Carolina's had the biggest home ice advantage because of the, uh, the stall line. Uh, Jordan Stahl's line has been out there basically against the other team's best line. In this case for New York, it's the bandage and Kreider. Um, and they have been basically like just completely neutralizing other teams, best players. So New York needs to win the games at home. I, th- I think Saturday that's in New York and then game seven will be Monday in Carolina and Raleigh. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, but the Rangers are kind of like the little engine that could not that they're, you know, a team nobody believed in, but they were a team that were not really expected to be as good as they have been. So I don't know. I think they push it seven. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll push you something. The Rangers are pretty good at home, and they know that it's do or die. And they can score on the on the road. He's got yeah. a game seven. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Um, yeah, as we saw in that Pittsburgh series, that all the Rangers needed to do was win a couple of games in a row, and then they take it back home, and then they close. I don't it know. Up. A lot of people liked Pittsburgh in that game, and my friend and I, my friend Zach and I, both talked about it. We said Pittsburgh seems like a team that knows what it means to be in this situation, but that might benefit the Rangers because ignorance is bliss sometimes and mm-hmm. when you're in a game seven you don't realize the magnitude of the moment you're not putting all the pressure on yourself pittsburgh had a lot of pressure on them because they've crossed and uh, malkin who are older guys in Latang, who had a lot of pressure on themselves to perform because this might be the last chance they get yeah rangers are kind of just up and coming so they can play loose and carolina is a team that is you know ready to win now they're not a team that's oh well if they made it this far what a great feeling no, they have pressure on them to win a cup now. So if the Rangers push at seven, I think all the pressure's on Carolina, and that could benefit New York. I'll double down because sports has a funny way of giving us these stories that, in retrospect, you're like, well, damn, it was right there. Why didn't we see it? Yeah. <laughs> the Hurricanes, so got that one. Hurricanes are perfect right now. Mm-hmm. I think their first loss at home will be game seven. It almost it, it writes itself. destined, right? And the Rangers continue the Cinderella story if they are Cinderella. So I don't really know the seating, but you're down, what, 3 2, right? No, wait, 3 uh, 3 2, yeah. Yeah, you're down 3 2. So this series fight actually at home. has not started either. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you fight at home. Yeah. And you know, continue. So I mean, both teams are undefeated yeah. at home, I guess. So there, there are questions about whether momentum is a real thing, especially in sports. I think it's tough sometimes when you have days off in between games to maintain momentum and sustain it. Yeah. But I think it sometimes is inevitable when you, when you win a game six and push a a series seven, I'd love to know the statistics behind it, but I feel like you have more momentum on your side heading into a game seven, having won a game six versus if you are, even if you're the home team for game seven, if you just lost game six, I still feel like the other team has the momentum. If there is momentum in sports, like, it depends on the situation. I mean, the Mavs, they were facing elimination. They won it, yeah. and they came out flat in the first, and then they woke up in the third, but it was too little too late by then. And even, but even in like the Sixers series, they won two in a row at home. 
yeah. went back down to Miami and then just laid an egg down there and then came back up here and then laid an egg here. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know, which is also why it's weird that I'm saying that Boston could win in seven, even after losing game six, but I don't know. It, it, I guess it's different. Just talking out of all four sides of my mouth right now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, West, it, so, it just depends on the, the matchups. As well. It really does. Yeah. And, and hockey is a weird one. Hockey is, I think hockey is a much different sport from the other ones. Yeah. Where, I've I mean, seen football, it. <laughs> I don't think there is momentum in football because you're playing so infrequently. It's, Maybe in the, from, from play to play and from drive to drive, drive in a game. Absolutely, big matchups, but, certain matchups. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a game for sure. I mean, if, if a running back gets going for sure, like if you're just, if a quarterback is just making all the right reads or if a corner is just shutting a guy down, then that's kind of momentous, but, but also, in, and in baseball, it's hard to get to sustain momentum because your pitching changes every game. So, yeah, but it's also with back to football, the zebras, if they yeah. bite the whistle or not, they throw the flag pass interference. It's all these momentum killers yeah. and builders. So and it, everything's subjective in sports. Each one weird- has its different quirk. Which is what I was going to say. In, in hockey, it feels like there's really no subjectivity, which is interesting because the the, the penalties either are or they aren't. Interference yeah. is interference. Uh, boarding is boarding. There's sometimes there's gray area with like you know instigators and things like that, but that doesn't really happen in the playoffs because there's no fighting. Like offsides is offsides. Like yeah. you're not calling pass interference on like a touchy play. In hockey, it's like all right, is it goalie interference or is it not? Did you run the goalie over or not? Like. <laughs> So I think it, it, hockey is a little bit more skill based, which I think lends itself to the momentum idea because the team is just playing better than they're just playing better. Um, speaking of which, Game Six, Colorado and St. Louis, the teams who you did not put on the dock, so I'm not going to name them. Um, so the team from St. Louis is uh, facing elimination. They just won Game Five to save their season. That was an overtime winner. Uh, that was courtesy of Nathan McKinnon. Three minutes into overtime, he scored two goals that game. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, he had a hat trick that game. Oh, no, I'm, what am I doing? I'm reading this in wrong order. Uh, Tyler Bozak won it in overtime um, <laughs> after McKinnon did have a hat trick. So do you think St. Louis will save their season tonight in St. Louis? Or do you think they have to go back to the home of the uh, the Colorado team <laughs> in game seven? <laughs> Smooth. Um, well, this is just basically perfect segue into what we were just discussing with momentum. Yeah. I mean, you were down 3-1. You win it to stay, you know, do you keep that momentum and you're at home, I believe? Do you fight or do you lose it? I mean, we saw the next one, Calgary, down the yep. same situation. Yeah, they, they unfortunately lost. Yeah. Um, I'll give it to Colorado. I think they're going to close it. I think they're going to close it. But I think it, yeah. it's going to be a fun game. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, this is actually, this is my favorite matchup of this round. I mean, Carolina, New York is an interesting one. And Edmonton, Calgary was cool, but I don't really care about Canada. Like, they have the whole Battle of Alberta thing. It's it's different if it's Philly-Pittsburgh. That's kind of how we would view it, or okay. like uh, the two New York teams or something. But the Battle of Alberta, what does that mean to me? Um, it just means those teams, <laughs> those teams have sucked for so long, they've not met in the playoffs in like 100 years. So uh, Colorado-St. Louis is going to because, dude, it, you've been watching, I would imagine. Colorado, I've watched a few games. I haven't watched any game in this series. The only oh, okay. series I have not watched a single game. So, so I'm Colorado excited. is one of the fastest teams I think I've ever seen really? between Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri and some of these other guys that are on this team. Um, Rantanen. Yeah. Like everybody on that team can just fly. Um, Arturi Lekkinen can fly. Landeskog is like also great. He, he's not as fast. Andrew Cogliano used to be the fastest player in the league. So <laughs> there's a lot of speed on that team. So this should be a really fun fast-paced game six 
I'm going to make a bold prediction. Yeah. I'm going to look up the odds for it. Um, are, you, are you liking six and a half over? Is that the over under? That's what um, I have on my betting ticket. And I was like, because I've just came off the Calgary Edmonton game and I was feeling good about myself. Mm. And I threw it in there. So the pace lends itself to potentially scoring a lot. So you're saying Colorado is the fastest team. I'm assuming they could score and they're up 3-1 or 3-2. Oh, they, they know where I'm going with this. It's only plus 340 for it to be tied after three periods. Um, I think there's going to be overtime tonight. Um, Let's go. But I I lean under. Mm. I, I can see it being well that, six and a half. All you need is seven goals. That's a 4-3 game. I feel like it'll be 3-2. St. Louis, but I can definitely. Uh, yeah, I like the over actually. Screw up. Let's go. I think it'll be 4 3 St. Louis. I'm going to see if I can bet the exact score. Those are tricky because an, an empty netter is just dead. Yeah, I'm going to see kill if I can, can I parlay overtime? Uh, can I parlay 60 minute? Oh, that's not even the full thing. Will there be overtime? Yes. And then can I do. Oh, 60 minute correct score. I can't do the the actual correct score. Uh will there be a goal scored in the first five minutes? Yes, it's plus one sixty-four. No is minus two ten. I kind of like the no. Uh mm, is it gonna be tied two two or three three after 60 minutes? Five bucks would you 65 either way. I'm gonna hold off on that. All right. But I, I think St. Louis will push this seven, and then the winner of game seven, I think, will also win the series. Uh, I think, like I said, I think I have that. Mm, the Colorado team. The Colorado team, yes. The uh, Colorado Ed- hockey team winning it tonight. <laughs> Edmonton kind of disposed of Calgary. Calgary was in over its head. I don't know how they – Calgary dominated the, the series against Dallas, and the Dallas goaltender was just so good. That he was able to push that series as long as he did. I thought Calgary had more momentum heading into Edmonton, and then Edmonton just blew the doors off him. So, five one, a four one win in the series. They won Game Five in overtime. Um, Exciting game. game. Was that the? So I don't know if it was Game Four or Game Five. I think it was Game Five where the goal happened. Did you watch that game? The entirety, basically. So Last was that night. the game? Was that the game where Edmonton scored from three quarters or Calgary scored from three quarters down the ice? Um, somebody like dumped the puck into the zone and just bounced into the net. The goalie no. missed it. And then, okay. So it was game four. Then Calgary scored from like three quarters down the ice. Uh, yeah. Cause it was on the road. Um, they scored like a really long goal. And then immediately thereafter the other team scored. So, mm. and then Edmonton won that game, but dude, game five, let me tell you, I've bashed hockey pie since the inception of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> the inception of this podcast. I bashed it. I had a, we had the guest on talk about hockey. I mean, I barely went through it. Obviously, it gave us a great moment in me naming hockey logos because the flaming seas, and <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Calgary. Um, but watching these this round, specifically uh, the playoffs, playoff hockey is just a different animal. I love it. I'm into it like fully. I'm watching the Warriors Mavs game on my phone. Like just the game cast, and I'm watching full screen hockey. I'm in, I'm fully immersed in it. 
And that second period, I don't know if you saw the game. I saw four nothing. goals, dude. I was like, what is going on? Within 90 seconds or something like that. Really? Craziness. What did the box score? I saw um, my favorite. It was one nothing after one. I'm like, oh, there goes my fucking ticket. I had seven. <laughs> I saw my favorite name in the playoffs scored. Um, Mangiapani on the uh, on <laughs> the flames. Mangiapani. Uh, there's, there's a player named Andrew Mangiapani. Yeah, that, wow. That name sounds familiar. I've heard Holy it. heck. Yeah, 1457, 1512, 1528, 1608. Four goals in. Wow, and that was in the second period, and then nothing happened in the third. <laughs> nothing happened in the third. Of course, McDavid won it. Yeah. He's he's electric, isn't he? He's fast too, isn't he? Oh, dude, I was like, this kid is fucking quick. I think the second he entered the NHL, he became the fastest player in the NHL. Jeez. He he's he's electric. He, he's basically the next Crosby if he's not already Crosby. Um, that's yeah, how right. good he, he when he was 16, people were already naming him like the next the next guy. And then he got drafted, and then he ironically, when he was a rookie, he got hurt in mm-hmm. a game against the Flyers that put him out for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really crap Terrible. player named uh, brandon manning who played for the flyers he, he like hit him against the wall it wasn't really like a dirty hit but of course all the canadian people thought it was um hit him against the wall and it like caused an issue for mcdavid to miss the rest of the season that dude is absurd have you looked at his career statistics no uh Connor mcdavid so it, it i'm just gonna read off some of his point totals okay and then we can move on um he i think led the league in assists this year with like 90 he had 44 goals and 79 assists this year. He led hockey in assists. Oh, I'm sorry, he was second behind Jonathan Huberdeau, but um, he led the league in points. In his career, he's had uh, 48 points in 45 games, 100 points in 82 games, 108 in 82 games, 116 in 78, 97 points in 64 games, 105 points in 56 games last year, and then Jesus. 123 points in 80 games this year. He's got seven, basically got 700 points in 500 games, which is very hard to keep pace with. He's, he's averaging more points per game, I think, in his career than, uh, than Alexander Ovechkin, who's never Damn. been like an assist guy. He's always been like a goal scorer. Yeah. But he's, he's up there with Ovechkin and Crosby in points per game. And I think he's passed Malkin and a couple other guys. Uh, we have the Heat lineup, by the way. Uh oh. Um, the Heat will start Lowry, Struce, Butler, Tucker, and Adebayo. So, Standard starting five, maybe aside from Hero. So, yeah, Hero's the sixth man, but we'll see. We'll keep an update on that. Maybe it'll break an eye on that. as we maybe uh, now that maybe now that they've announced their lineup, Boston will announce theirs. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would expect it'll probably be Smart, uh, Brown, Tatum, Horford, um, Horford, and Robert Williams. Yeah, that's probably what they'll go with as long as nobody's like hurt, hurt. Or a new follower, new follower on TikTok, and their name is in like Korean. All right. I hate when that happens. Um, <laughs> am I going to be naming the teams in the second round? Um, do you want to save wanna... that for the end or do you want to do it? Yeah, we'll save it for the end. Okay. Um, so we're going to do the four-minute scramble. I have hey. added a bullet point on my own paper here. That right. I will add at the end. I'm going to butcher the name. Maybe not. <laughs> um, but it's a question that will obviously be directed at you because it's not my, uh, oh, really? not, not my cup of tea. Um, no pun intended. four minute scramble if you're new to the podcast um it's self-explanatory we try to do this as fast as we possibly can because we go through everything else as slowly as we possibly can um (laughs) just all the random news and notes that had nowhere to put them in the uh the standard rundown yeah that's personally become my favorite segment aside from the top five to 50 list (laughs) all Um, right now we hit we are up against a small um, obstacle this week as the segment has 
uh, ends on one page and picks up on the next, which will take a couple seconds off of our time. Well, for you, because I have to flip the page. Um, Hopefully, if we we do it right, I'll be doing that part. You can flip <laughs> and just hit the next one. <laughs> so I am. So for bullet point three, I'm actually going to go on there and find the exact number because I uh, it's amazing that this is already on there. Um, uh, are we going to bet on like ping pong? <laughs> Um, let me find the actual line on this game. Dude, what a crazy story. That felt like years ago, though. Like, man. Yeah, it felt like it was a while ago. Sports stories just fucking come and go. Yeah, you can bet on these games really far out. Did you know you can bet on Michigan State versus Michigan on October 29th already? I found out today. (laughs) What is this? Oh, my God. All right, I'm ready when you are. I am ready. You want me to kick it off or you go? Um, I will kick it off. All right. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Timer is gone. All right. <laughs> we got our first typo. Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban drama. As soon as we ended recording last episode, uh, Jumbo Fisher, as it says here, some people think they're God. Uh, talking about Saban. Saban commented on Texas A&M recruiting class by saying they bought every player as if Saban didn't do the same. Right. Um, Texas A&M heads to Alabama on October 8th. Who do you think wins that game and by how many points? You can already bet it. It's minus 16 and a half Alabama. Oh, I'm taking the under then. I have Texas A&M. Really? Yes, go. I'm taking that personal. That's that's both important material right there. Yeah, fair. Let's go. All right. Uh, Next, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, He's back in the... In the news, he had a positive tryout for the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniel um, says it was good. Uh, no deal is imminent. Any thoughts? Uh, publicity stunt. Um, if teams really wanted him back in the NFL, they would have done it a couple of years ago. Um, this is a complicated thing because I do think Kaepernick is very talented, um, mm-hmm. but there's a chance he sucks because he hasn't played football in like four years or six years. Um, it's weird, though, because... Any team that passes on him is likely doing it because of the media stuff they're going to have to deal with, which for yeah. better or for worse, I don't want that in my locker room. If he were great, for sure take him, but I don't need all the fanfare surrounding my backup quarterback. Think about Michael Vick in 08 when the, where 09 or whatever it was when the Eagles brought him here. I forget, though. Someone did say that they, McDaniel plans on using him in a Cam Newton aspect, which I don't know what that means because Cam it, Newton was garbage. If but, he's going to make your team better, then yeah. Yeah. But... I, I'm really not interested in upgrading like Mike Glennon to Colin Kaepernick, but it's going to come with all the media circus crap. Yeah. Um, Reese Hoskins in the leadoff spot, yay or nay? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It gives you some pop, especially towards the end of the game where you have not like a true contact hitter. You have a power hitter now who can hit, obviously, for contact. So I like it. I think it's fine. Uh, the leadoff hitter needs to see a lot of pitches, and he sees more pitches than anybody in baseball. So fine. Yeah. Uh, saying, saying with the Phillies, uh, right-handed pitcher Zach Eflin signs a one-year deal worth 5.7 mil with a 15 million option next season, avoiding arbitration. Good deal for both sides. 100%. It keeps him here at a pretty good number. If he pitches well, then he might. They might just opt into that 50 million dollar option. Probably keeps him from hitting the market though. I think when healthy, he is uh, very effective. But he promised for him, it's always been health. Um, Zion Williamson, speaking of health, clear right. to return. Will he be traded during the um will will he be traded during the offseason? Uh yeah. I think so. I feel I feel so. I think the drama's too big to overcome. 
He's probably just looking for the next boat face. Anyway. Uh, the NBA all voting. The all NBA voting, excuse me. Uh, Joel B was named second all NBA team. What needs to change? Because this is crazy. I mean, I get it. Jokic is the MVP and he yeah. got the first team, but what does Embiid have to do to get some respect around him? Uh, uh, on one hand, it makes sense because you go position by position because it's a quote-unquote team, but at the same time, just put the best five players on the first team because basketball is so positionless. Yeah. Um, Tim Howard said on the Pat McAfee show, he, speaking of Lionel Messi, is going to come to MLS. It will be nice. It'll, it will be like nothing we've ever seen. What are your thoughts on this? Dude, I am ready to buy season tickets for the union. He, he is rumored to play for the Miami team. So okay, I am all in. Messi is going to be like what David Beckham should have been when he came to the LA team. He, he's still more in his prime than uh, Beckham was, right? 1,000%. Yeah, because he's still one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Uh, Nets appeared to willing to move Kyrie in a sign-in trade. If he opts out of his current deal, where do you think is the where do you think he will go? It makes the most uh, sense. This coincides with my Zach Levine idea. Ah, we're going to hit the buzzer. Um, I think a three-team deal makes sense if they're actually going to trade him. Kyrie to Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Kyrie to the Bulls. Um, Zach Levine to Los Angeles. Russell Westbrook plus whatever the heck it takes to get rid of him to the Nets. Um, if, if that's what they're going to do, but I don't know if it's likely. What about you? What do you think? Uh, I really... I just saw this for the first time as I read it. So yeah, I heard it on the radio yesterday. Ah, uh, sign and trade because that's a max out. contract. So, dude, how fucked up? Hey, throw him okay. <laughs> oh man, hey, you <laughs> you send him to Orlando. You'll get you get all the draft prospects you can get for him. You'll get what you get. I've um, seen a lot of tweets about uh, reuniting him with LeBron. So. That's where my idea comes. But I, I think if Levine is dead set on going to LA, why not replace him with Kyrie? See if it works out with him and DeRozan and then figure it out from there. But what do you do with Lonzo? I think it would work. I mean, if you would Levine leave, is Lonzo would Levine's, leave Levine's pretty ball dominant anyway. I mean, Kyrie's the most ball dominant player in the league, maybe, but aside from Westbrook, I think it'll work. I mean, who knows? I, I don't think Kyrie fits anywhere specifically because he's such a unique player. I think he fits on any team. So, I mean, San Antonio, but if they couldn't figure it out with him and Durant, I don't know what's and, and Harden. I mean, what's going to happen? I'm trying to think, some team. Portland is a sneaky one, but you got Dame there, so yeah, it's two pretty ball dominant guys. <gasps> who can't, can't play very good defense. Clippers, don't... that would be interesting. That's an upgrade from Reggie Jackson. You have Kawhi. You can keep Kawhi happy, and you can keep yeah. Paul George. Holy yeah, that, that would be interesting. And then that would also maybe not... spark. They can sell that rivalry for the 10th year in a row between hey, Clippers and Lakers. LA um, versus LA. I do have one more bullet point that I did not write on there. I saw it while we were recording. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, he won the Italian league without an ACL. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Zlatan will do what Zlatan does. That's, Zlatan's that's, basically, what, that's what I've always a, said. Zlatan is basically the American version of Chuck Norris. <laughs> He can do anything. This man is um, crazy. They really missed the boat on. He needs to impregnate a Dominican woman so that they can call the child as Latino. <laughs> We're gonna move on to our favorite segment of the oh day. My God. Uh, second favorite segment of the third favorite segment because uh, we're gonna get 
that came out of left field. Uh, we're going to go to the W's and L's of the week. Uh, we will Ooh. admit ahead of time, this is not going to be the strongest list, but we tried our best. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. I have. I got four and four. I have three and one. Three losses, okay. one win. All right, let's start with the L's first. Of um, course. I don't um, even know what to write for this one. I don't know why. I just wrote Phillies, so I don't even know what that means. Just terrible bullpen. That's what it is. <laughs> um, you want to go first, or do you want? Um, I don't think we're. Gonna, I don't. I don't think we're gonna have any of the same ones. So I'll. I'll start. You have three. You said. Yeah. All right, I'll start then. Uh, I my first L is gonna be the Steelers fan on Twitter. Who was um, <laughs> so? Let me see if I can find the tweet. So this person was ripping uh, it's in the, the Browns. Yeah, this person was complaining about the Browns having Deshaun Watson. Um, she tweeted a picture of Deshaun Watson in a Cleveland Browns jersey with Bill Cosby's face on, on the uh, on Deshaun, and then somebody quote tweeted it and said, "You're you're literally wearing a Big Ben jersey in your avatar." So this <laughs> this person for not being very self aware. Um, a donkey. First L. That's a funny one though. Um, for me, first L, I mean, we already touched on it. Uh, the Florida Panthers getting swept. Mm. Uh, you made the big move to acquire Claude Giroux only to run into a buzzsaw in the, the Tampa Bay team, the Tampa Bay football, uh, I, hockey team and get swept. So Florida Panthers, uh, reevaluate yourself. I mean, they'll be back though. So they'll be fine. I, yeah. Especially a full off season and year with Giroux. It should be fun. It's, yeah. There's a chance they'll keep him. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully. Um, my second L is SpongeBob. Um, SquarePants? Yes. So somebody tweeted, uh, I don't know why SpongeBob is so pressed to get his driver's license. Bikini Bottom is a very walkable city, and he lives down the street from his job with his best friend just two doors down. And then somebody found a map of Bikini Bottom on, uh, I don't know where they found this. So he does live, obviously, walking distance from Patrick. There yeah. is only one intersection between his house and the Krusty Krab. And the city looks... Almost like it's the size of like, like a just a large park. There's one, two, three. There's like six streets. Why does he need to drive? Where are we? He's see. lazy. Oh, I see. I, it. Yeah, he's lazy. Stop being lazy, and just well, he lives. He lives walking distance rough. from Patrick. He lives walking distance from the Chum Bucket and the Krusty Krab, and he lives walking distance from uh, Sandy's little thing. Well, he's like a what two inches tall. In our in our <laughs> comparison, so this is probably like a turtle walking across the street. It takes forever to get there. Come on, into consideration. SpongeBob has uh, small legs. Somebody is contending that this map is incorrect. Uh, um, they said this can't be right because SpongeBob and Squidward turn right to head to the Krusty Krab. Ooh. Oh no, 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 that is correct because if he comes out of his house and makes it right, he's going to the Krusty Krab. Yeah. All right, never mind. This person's an idiot. <laughs> he's looking at it this way. <laughs> Yeah, look at it, the perspective of coming out of the house. Oh my god! Wait, where's the infamous uh, bottom bottom? Where? Oh, uh, rock Zoe? bottom. Oh, it's just straight down. Yeah, Let's straight down. It. Rock bottom's at the very end. It's near Danger Cliff. So it's literally what one, two blocks ish. Yeah, down like three. It's like three city blocks. Like, stop being lazy. You don't need a boat. As and you can tell, this picture. Right there's nobody driving on the roads in this picture. Oh never mind. Jellyfish Field is right by it. Yeah. Of course, it'll be fine. Then there's just that one random cluster of houses in the middle, but we'll call that uh, we'll call that Manhattan. I don't know. I like how. Let me see if I'm looking at this correctly. What is this right here? Shady Shores. Shady Shores. Right. 
right at the exit. Like you say you're coming from rock bottom. The first place you see is this fucking tin can on the corner. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a uh, shady shady shore it looks it's like. It's gotta be a hotel. Oh my god. What Wildwood is in there? What's going on here? <laughs> That's Crazy. the days in. <laughs> the days in. That's nasty. You know, it's funny is there's actually a hotel in Wildwood called the Sandy Shore. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Bikini Bottom's closer than we think. Yeah, right. Um, uh, the next one for me is all right. This goes in a little hand in hand <laughs> with the NBA all voting. We gotta stop this. We gotta this gotta be changed across all sports in judging for like combat sports like boxing, MMA and voting because these writers and these people who have these credentials probably don't even watch the game or an infinity to their team and have ulterior motives. This has got to stop because yeah, I get it. Like, just like you said in the, uh, in the four minute scramble, I get all NBA teams position, two guards, two forward center. I get it, but they don't actually play a game together. You don't see them like an all-star game. You vote and they all play together. No, they don't. By the way, by the way, the second time. team would wipe the floor with the first team. Exactly. That's, that's my game. point. Yeah. <laughs> like you have, who was it? it, it I'm was pretty Embiid, sure it's, Curry, it's Embiid, Durant, and Curry. Um, that, uh, those John, three alone. John Morant. And John Morant. And, and Jason Tatum. Oh, no, I'm what? sorry. Tatum's on the first team. Um, oh, let me pull it up real quick. I think DeRozan might have been on that. DeRozan. Team. Uh, DeRozan. No. Uh, let me let me see if I can find the All NBA teams. It's De, it's DeRozan, Giannis, Durant, Morant, and Embiid. It has I, to be. I think so. I'm just gonna find the picture. I because at one point I texted somebody. I might have been you. Um, John Morant is definitely oh, Luca maybe. No, Luca is the first team. Uh, they chose Curry over. They chose Booker over Curry. I was like, this is crazy. Of course and even Tatum came out and said Embiid should be on the first team. And Tatum would be the one who loses his spot on first team for Beadware. So yeah. So that's my my gripe and my loss all in one right there. Like, get it together. This is embarrassing. And I get it. And it's not my fault that you guys picked Jokic as the MVP. That's why you couldn't put Embiid as the first team. If you had put Embiid as the MVP, then this would be talked about. It is what it is. You're still efforting. Find this stupid thing. NBA on TNT. They, they probably have it. They covered it for sure. Let's see. Do, 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 do. It is. Where are you? Efforting here. Efforting here. Uh, first team is Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, Tatum, and Booker, which means the second team is DeRozan, Curry, See, yeah, I'm sorry. DeRozan, Curry, Durant, Embiid, and Morant. So that uh, second team is winning a seven-game series against the first team. Now, I do understand it because you do need two guards, two forwards, two centers. Why not just do two backcourt two, and three frontcourt? Because in theory, if you made a team with the five best players, Embiid and Jokic could play together for an entire time. And it's, I don't know, it's so stupid. The thing that bothers me the most about the, the voting is that it will impact contracts. Because in the NBA, you're eligible for a super max yeah. instead of just a regular max if you make an all NBA team. And also, with all the incentives in your contracts, like if this team, if you make all NBA defensive team, you get an extra 200,000 or whatever. I don't love that it ties into contracts. It, I hate could that. you imagine in the NFL if there was like a thing where, oh, if you make the Pro Bowl, you're eligible for more money? 
No, just just make it so that it's an accolade. Don't say if you're if you make it all NBA team, you deserve it. You you are now you now qualify for a supermax. I'm gonna go one step further for that Pro Bowl analogy. You have to play in it. You have to be there. <laughs> because like say if I'm an eligible, but because I'm yeah. in the Super Bowl, I can play in it, but I don't get that bonus. Fair Doesn't right. make sense. Just it's ridiculous. I I, hate I, it. I don't love that the the voting for these awards also ties into contract. I think that's silly. That's and gross. I, in in a, in a way, it got him beat his supermax because he deserved it because he was first for second team All NBA. I think he's not okay, second team, but still, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, my my third L quick one: the Phillies play where Ramuto threw the ball down to second, and Segura, Stott, and Herrera all missed it. That is the L. I think the wall I had caught here. it. Though. Yeah, the wall caught it, and then whatever. <laughs> Stupid play. Uh, my third L is Josh Donaldson of the uh, Nueva York Yankees. Trust me, I heard plenty about this in the Michael K show. Uh, so then you can go into depth about it. I just saw it in in the feed, and I was like, this is gross. I put this on two days ago, I think. So this needs a little bit of background. Now you go ahead, but yeah. I'll, I'll, give, well, I'll give the background momentarily. Um, apparently, I just summed it up. It's probably uh, dismissing it altogether. Not there, there's the more to respect. it than just on the surface, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, he called Tim Anderson of the White Sox, quote unquote, Jackie, who is black. I guess they were barking back and forth and they called him Jackie. And that so, just sparked up. And he issued an apology to the Jackie Robinson family, all this stuff for a stupid thing to say. But I'm sure you have more to come. To clarify so I, want to du- I want to double down on this as well Ooh. and and also send the L to MLB because they handled it very poorly. So what happened here is a few weeks ago, um, Josh Donaldson tagged Tim, uh, Tim, not Tim Robinson, uh, Anderson. Tim, Tim Anderson at third base. And Anderson took exception to it because of the way Donaldson's knee went down. When you play second or third base, you're taught sometimes to put your knee down as you're tagging and kind of block the base a little bit. It's like a subtle kind of illegal, but still kind of legal thing. Dangerous. And what though. happened was, yeah, it was dangerous because Anderson's shoulder could have easily wrapped around his, his knee. So that's what Anderson was pissed off about. They got into it. Something happened the next day where there was a double play ball. Anderson took the ball to the base himself instead of tossing it to the second baseman. Donaldson was the guy who was out at second. They chirped a little bit more. Nothing came of it. Uh, fast forward about a week and a half, two weeks. That was in Chicago. This was in New York, these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this also has some background, uh, Tim, Tim, I keep calling him Tim Robinson, Tim Anderson called himself the new Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. because of he's apparently like his bat flips and his flair. He thinks he's like the new age Jackie Robinson, which first of all is a very stupid thing to say. Secondly, it's a very misguided thing because MLB should be holding Jackie Robinson's name in a much higher regard than whatever Tim Anderson is. Uh, granted he's a good player, but something happened the other day. They were chirping and Donaldson said, Oh, you like that? Jackie or whatever. He wasn't doing it as like, hey, you're black. Like, Jackie was black. Slur. But Jackie was treated so differently in the past that I think mm. it's just a misguided thing. I don't think he's doing it racially charged. I think he's poking fun at the fact that this guy thinks he's Jackie Robinson. Now, See, what happened is MLB suspended uh, Donaldson, but they claimed it was because he incited the bench clearing incident. What they should have done, because that sets a dangerous precedent going forward, because now every player that incites anything has to be... First of all, it wasn't even him. It was Grandal who started the, the little fight, not him. But um, if they're going to do that, now going forward, they have to spend anybody who has anything to do with the bench-clearing brawl or bench-clearing incident. What they should have done, MLB this is, yeah, is they should have put out a statement that said, listen, MLB um, holds Jackie Robinson's name in the highest regard any way to you know deface that or blah 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 blah. that is why we are suspending josh donaldson because 
Jackie Robinson is regarded as, you know, a very big public figure, a big player of the, you know, the history of our game. That's what MLB should have done. It's now they've set a dangerous precedent where anything that happens going forward, they have to suspend a guy for a game for inciting violence out of the dugout. So I think that the whole thing is a giant L for baseball and they better hope it gets swept under the rug quickly because this is a stupid thing that happened. Robert Manfred is an idiot. Yes. Um, what the fuck? My fourth L and final one. There are only three one o'clock or two o'clock games on Memorial Day on Monday in baseball. Now, I understand they probably have some sort of data that backs up playing later games, but Memorial Day is known as like the kickoff of summer. Baseball is the sport of the summer. It's America's pastime. We have three games going on during the day, some at four and then some at seven, but only three day games on Memorial Day. And to double down, the New York Yankees do not play on July 4th. And I believe the Mets are on the road for July 4th, and both teams are on the road for 9-11. So explain that to me, baseball. The scheduling for baseball, as soon as they stop letting the old couple do it, has now just become a giant mess. I believe both teams are off on 9-11. I got to check. So the Mets are on the road on July 4th, and the Yankees are off. And then on September 11th, I think, honestly, September 11th every year in baseball should just be Yankees and Mets. Because I think that would be a cool thing. They could do the little celebration. Subway, ser- Subway Series? Yeah. Yankees are at home against the Rays, actually, so I misspoke there. And the Mets are, looks like they're off, or they're playing the Phillies. Uh, the Mets are in Miami, so the heck. <laughs> Missing the boat. I think it's stupid. Maybe they um, just want to get less air traffic control on that day. Yes. Or maybe. That's yeah, what you, I'm assuming. You would think they would want to turn it into like the biggest like patriotic thing they possibly could. But then it was it looked like a money grab at that point. Well, everything's a money grab in sports. Honestly, but this one's a, a different yeah. situation. All right, you have one W. You said. Yeah, it's a basically Charles Barkley appreciation. Oh, okay. Like so, this dude's like basically <laughs> running off into the sunset, even though he has like I think two years left on his deal. Yeah. All right, that works out for me. I'm gonna actually wipe one of my four off because it's a little insensitive, and one of my other ones was Barkley. So I just <laughs> I have, I have two now. Um, <laughs> Jose Trevino from the Yankees hit a walk off single on the date on his father's birthday. His father passed like four or five years ago, and mm. he had a he hit a walk off on the date that would have been his father's birthday. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he uh, it would have been his father's 69th birthday. Nice, and he grew up a Yankees fan and. Also, the last time he had a walk-off mm-hmm. was, so this one scored Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, this single. The first time in his career he had a walk-off, it was when they were both in Texas. That was on Father's Day. And the guy that scored the winning run was Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. So sports have a weird way of being very romantic sometimes, in baseball in particular. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. And he grew up a Yankees fan, and his dad made him a Yankees fan and everything. So there's a cool feeling there. And you can see how emotional he was when he hit it. So yeah, how cool was that? That kind of got uh, me like a little tear-jerker there. Yeah. And then after the game, when they interviewed him, uh, Aaron Judge was on the top step of the dugout watching the interview the whole time. And I thought that was kind of cool. He's done a lot the last week to become a big leader over there. Um, That's pretty cool. Um, he also had a really strong statement about the Donaldson thing without burying his teammate, without blindly backing him. He's done a really good job too. So double W there. And then my last W, um, tomorrow is the six-year anniversary of Harambe's passing. Um, <laughs> so I want to commemorate Harambe. And um, this will be our now sixth Christmas without him. Um, as that comes up, uh, to, uh, I will be wearing my Harambe t-shirt underneath my work uniform tomorrow. Um, Harambe uh, is dearly missed. And perhaps the 
So 2016 was a phenomenal year in sports and in pop culture. It's the last time Rihanna put out music. It's, I think it was the last time Kendrick put out music until I think that was when, no, Damn came out the next year. Never. Somebody put out music that year. It was the last time they did it. Oops. Jesus. And, uh, the, ca- the Cavs ended their thing. Um, that was Peyton Manning going out. The Warriors? No. Uh, that, no, the Cavs beat the Warriors in the, in the 3-1 oh. comeback. Was it the same year? Warriors. Yeah. Was it the same year uh, the Cubs won the World Series? Cubs won the World Series. Uh, that was, I think, who won the national title that game that year? That was, I think, the year that Watson threw the touchdown with no time left on the clock to Hunter Renfro. And then uh, that was Peyton Manning going out with a title. That was Villanova winning at the buzzer. So 2016 was a phenomenal year, except for that. I mean, a lot came out of it, though. Um, and I do think 2016 was actually the year Embiid made his debut. Yeah, and Embiid made his debut in 2016. So a lot of cool stuff happened in 16, but that was the only negative thing that happened. Unless you're like a political person and you don't like the election from that year, but I'm not. we're not politics here. Well, if you flip it, that one horrible incident of Harambe led to all the greatness that happened. Like, think about it. So what, you would trade Embiid not making his debut? Like another horrible thing? No. Everything else happened... He sacrificed. <laughs> Harambe, Harambe was sacrificed. His, his, he was sacrificed for all the good that happened. Cup fans, yep. you won a World Series because Harambe. Be grateful. Wow. Fair. Harambe. Rest in peace. I forgot. Yep. He'll be the cover on this episode. I think it's, the title should be called Episode 55, Rest in Peace, Harambe. Six years after. A look back. <laughs> Somebody is... um comparing the 2021-22 first team all nba to the 2011-12 one uh chris paul kobe bryant lebron james kevin durant dwight howard versus devin booker luka Doncic, jason tatum Giannis, and nicola Jokic. Devin somebody White. says someone says prime dwight howard does one drop step on Jokic, and they're going to bring back jim crow laws <laughs> that 2012 team would destroy this year all right uh i've been waiting forever for this what's up uh joel is going to try to name hockey teams um, so what are you going based off of for the people keeping score at home um, so there are 32 oh. teams in the NHL I, you're probably are you naming the non-playoff teams or I'm naming everything now alright so there's 32 teams we're going to set the over under it right in the middle 16 and a half can he name 17 teams based on their logo I have 24 on my list here uh, so you probably have the eight that are currently in the playoffs not on there then. Correct. But so I mean, you know those teams anyway because you've been following a little bit. So but we I'll, can... I'll name those first. Okay. Eight, so, right? There's eight. Yeah. So it was Florida versus Tampa. Do you know those two right. teams? Tampa Bay Lightning yes. and the Florida Panthers. And I have it go. here in parentheses eliminated. There you go. All right. New York versus Carolina. This one's easy. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. There you go. Western Conference, that was Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, not the Flaming Seas. <laughs> what an historic line that was. And we go eight for eight, Colorado, St. Louis. Uh, the St. Louis was a tricky one. Yeah. I think I St. had Louis. I think you called them the music notes last time. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said the St. Louis Jazz. Then I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That's yeah. the Blue Jackets. Bro. I mean, Christ, it makes more sense than Utah Jazz. 
Yeah, right. I did the St. Louis Blue Jackets, but that doesn't sound right, even though there is a blue jacket. Mm-hmm. So I just did blues. Is that right? You, hit you nailed it. All right. And then Colorado Avalanche. Great name. It is a great name. Could not name, a, could not have handpicked a better hockey team name than that. Apparently, there's an ESPN 30 for 30 Avalanche versus Red Wings. Apparently, that's a uh, big rivalry. That, that used to be a huge rivalry. And they made the mistake out, of putting, apparently. they made the mistake. So when Vegas joined the league, they put the, um, oh, they, they shifted. They moved Detroit to the east. Uh, well, actually, it was before that. It was 2012. They they went from six divisions to eight uh, to four, mm-hmm. and they put Detroit in the central division, which is now an Eastern Conference thing. So that was the only shift they made. There used to be ah. 15 and 15, so there'd be 15 west, 15 east. Top eight would make the playoffs. <laughs> then they changed it. They made it 14 west and 16 east with the intention of bringing two expansion teams in. So Vegas was 15, and then Seattle was 16. Okay. And now it's 16 each. I I would prefer it if they just move like Minnesota to the east and put Detroit back in the west. They could play Colorado more. That if you ever watched, there was a goalie fight in the playoffs the one time. <laughs> they they played each other a ton of the playoffs back. In I saw some defense. highlights of the ESPN 30, and I did see a goalie just go for it. I'm like Jesus. Yeah. It's like they didn't want to play. There was like a half of a fight in the alumni game. So they played each other in the stadium series about five years ago, <laughs> and there was some pushing and shoving between retired players in the alumni game. So. Uh, the, the blood boils deep on that one. Jesus. All right. So how are you going to do this? You're going to go in alphabetical order? No. Um, you go on ESPN. This is where I got it. ESPN, hockey, conferences. And I guess okay. it's like the top team to the bottom. All right. That's fine. And we'll do East and West. Uh, East, uh, Toronto, Maple Leafs. There you go. Hey. Boston Bruins. You're not going to get one wrong. Pittsburgh Penguins. Because this is local. That's why I know. That's why I went yeah. first. You got to guess. Get your confidence up, right? Yeah. Uh, Washington Capitals. Wow. Uh, New York Islanders. Wow. I don't know what the C means, but BJ is not blowjob, so I'm going to say that's Blue Jackets. I don't know what team this is, though. <laughs> Connecticut? That's the, that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, Columbus. What, Ohio? Yeah. All right. Uh, named uh, after whatever war it was, they were blue. I'm not going to lie. Maybe. I put Buffalo Bills, but then I realized that's not it, so it's a Buffalo Sabres. Yes, it's a weird logo. Um, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, which they moved to the east. This one I don't know, but I'm going to take a guess. Ottawa? OTT? Uh, it's going to be a tough one, yeah. Is this the Knights? Not quite. Um, uh, medieval Knights? On this. Close, but no. I don't know. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, wait. Fuck. Ottawa... Someone's screaming it. Guardians. So close. It's uh, the Senators. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, the Ottawa It's a Senators. fucking night. Explain it to me. Don't know. What, like a flaming sea in Calgary, Alberta, Canada? Yep. Used to oh, be Atlanta. Fuck. That's why. Gross. They were the Atlanta Flames because it's hot as hell. Um, where are we? Uh, New Jersey uh, Devils, the best team I, in the United No idea. Uh, also owned team. by Josh Harris. Gross. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers exactly. and Montreal is a weird logo. I forget what their logo is. Uh, it's like a C. Oh, it's like C H, right? Yeah. C H. Oh, I put Canucks, so I guess that's wrong. Uh, close, actually. Um, they are the. So this is a Canuck is a nickname for what this is. Uh, Canadians. 
But Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, spelled differently, though. Uh, Canadiens with an E. The H in the middle. Uh, so their nickname is the Habs, uh, which comes from Les Habitants, which is what they used to call the French people when they first inhabited uh, that portion of Canada, which was uh, Quebec, which is why they speak French in Quebec, because of the French first, like, and then in that general area so their nickname is the habs kind of like um like eagles of the birds or whatever mm. they call them the habs i think that's what the h is for if not just like canadian hockey club or whatever but uh Le habitant is where that comes from because that's what they called the french people when they first inhabited that part of the country the montreal canadians mm-hmm. oh my god canadians the philadelphia pennsylvanians uh minnesota minnesota wolves ah very close so uh, the wild is their name. Um, so that picture, so their logo can actually be interpreted either as a, as a head of an animal or like a wildlife scene. And uh, wild is an interesting one because what do you call one singular person on the wild? Don't know. It's like when Paul George called himself a like a thunder. Like what do you say? What are you supposed <laughs> to say? An NBA player. Like what do you call a player? What on is? The heat? Oh, that's a bad, bad logo. It's a very cool, complex-looking logo, and they haven't changed it since they came in the NHL. Star? Or an eye. Well, yeah, eye for the, the whole thing, but that's a shooting animal, star. Yeah. Like, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, not bad. I never saw it. Um, all right, what's next? LA Knights? Uh, Los Angeles, you said? Yeah. Uh, they're the Kings. Oh, my fucking goodness. See, I named Knights twice. See, I didn't know so what I was doing. So we're in the West. Yeah. Um, Dallas okay. Stars. Yes. They used to be the Minnesota North Stars, uh, and then they moved to Dallas, and then Minnesota got a new team. Mm. Uh, NSH, so I presume this is Nashville. Yeah, so you're going to love their name. Yeah, Predators, because this was the last <laughs> game for Drew. That's how I knew it. Yeah, what a um, great name. It is. I like it. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. Excuse me. Uh Vancouver, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. I didn't look at the logos either, so this didn't help me. So uh, I put beavers because I didn't know what else is in Vancouver. <laughs> I mean, there's one in my backyard. Um, Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was a good nut. All right. Um, I don't know what WPG is, but I said Mountain Lions. That's the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets even have a team out there? Oh, my yep. goodness. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all the same guys on the New York Jets. They just play hockey instead. Zach Wilson, come on they're down. Actually, they're better at hockey. <laughs> I can see they're in the middle of the pack here. Uh, San Jose Sharks, Anaheim Ducks, Chicago Blackhawks, wow. my Seattle Kraken. Wow. And Arizona Coyotes. Yep. A. Look at so, you. That was that was impressive. What'd you get? Twenty eight out of the thirty two. I don't know about that. It's all uh, what you call it? Canada fucked me. For the most part. And don't they? Yeah, right. But yeah. I came back a long ways away. It took 55 episodes, but I'm back from the hockey. I'm in it to win it. I do like to play off hockey, though. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I have, I have a couple friends. I told you this earlier. I have a couple friends who don't really watch hockey. But yeah. when the playoffs come around, they will watch just because it, it's a different. It's, it really is a different product during the playoffs compared to during the regular season. I feel like it's slower. In the it, regular season, oh, yeah, just drags. It, it speeds up somehow. I don't know how it does it, but hockey's already the fastest paced sport. It speeds up immensely during the playoffs. 
like I watched it at the same time the Warriors game, and I felt like the Warriors game just dragged forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it at the same time, and I was having a lot more fun watching the hockey game. Yeah, see, no, the other sports slowed down in the playoffs. Baseball drastically slows down in the playoffs. Oh, Basketball feels like it slows down in the playoffs. Um, football. And then football, I, it kind of stays the same. But, it, again, it feels like it slows down because there's so much more strategy. Hockey is the other way. You can't really be measured in hockey. The only time it really slows down is maybe on a power play. But even yeah. then, the, the puck is being sent around the the, uh, the offensive zone so quickly because they're trying to catch another player out of position. It's a really interesting sport during them. And that, there's nothing better than someone getting out of the penalty box in the middle of a transition. I think that happened oh, yeah. with the Rangers. They get on a breakaway. It is like yeah. one-on-one. Let's fucking go. Sometimes teams will try to strategize for that. So they'll see there's like three or four seconds left on the the penalty. Yeah. They'll, they'll kind of rag the puck a little bit and then wait for the guy to exit the box and hit him on a breakaway. Happened to the Flyers once um, in the Penguin Series in 2012. Um, Eric Gustafson in game six got out of the box and scored. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the Rangers one. Um, the Rangers series, Eric Gustafson got out of the box and scored. Dude, I'm ready for hockey tonight. It's going to be yep, good. You heard it here. Episode 55. I'm ready for hockey tonight. The, the frogs um, are going to start flying out of the sky soon. Yeah, right. Uh, any plans for the weekend? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we threw around the idea of going to New York for the Mets game. Uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's completely put to bed yet. Maybe tickets look cheap enough. We'll just go on Sunday, make the drive and then come instead of staying there. Um, Phillies play Monday at four, which might be the move. Um, I have, I have work tomorrow, so I don't really ah. might go out to eat tonight and then work tomorrow. Then maybe the beach. I don't know. We're still throwing around the idea. I don't know if we want to go to New York or go to the beach, but um I don't think any of us wants to stay inside. I can't tell if it's raining or if that's my air conditioner kicking on. Um, you got to wash the lawn and cut it. Yeah, I got to cut the lawn. Um, I gotta, and- I'm, I'm going to miss that Thursday because I got to wash the lawn. Are you really not going? Uh, I'll, I'll probably go. I'm not missing work for it, though. By sake, we could do, we can like turn that. Oh, wait, it's at a park, though. At a park, that, yeah. So, if anybody's one your, of the predators, it's us. Bring your mosquito, your bug spray here. Yeah, no kidding. I was going to say, if it was at the the Redacted's again, we'll we'll do an online, in-person, live podcast. Oh, yeah, that would really, go over well. That would go over great because nobody would want to be on it. And no one will we talk never, to we us. We would have like a rotating guest every 20 minutes. What are your thoughts? It's so hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Our hard drive is uh, overheating. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 55. That is Rob. I'm Joel. We'll catch you next time. Have a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. And eat a lot of food. Summer's here. Kickoff to 2022. Summer is officially upon us. Until next time. Adios. Everybody have a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. Um, It's supposed to rain on the Saturday, but be safe. Please don't drink and drive. Um, I don't know. Who am I? I'm not Mr. Virtue. You are Rob Van Gravel. Everybody have fun. Have fun at the beach. Be careful, though. All right, guys. See you next week.